Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Another great week for It's The Real. Another great week for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Did the podcast have a good week, Jeff? I don't know. Ask it. How about you subscribe and leave a <laughs> comment on iTunes or SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash waste of time. Let's go. What did we do this week? We went to the Hamilton uh, mixtape live release party. Okay. As we've spoken about, we have never seen the musical Hamilton. We had a chance to two or three times. We turned it down every time because? Because we didn't fuck with In the Heights, the Lin-Manuel Miranda Listen, we're stubborn, garbage festival. Stubborn people with long memories, but <laughs> clearly so is Hamilton. But... We went there, and uh, it was at the theater where it takes place during the day. Yeah. And this was a special live stream YouTube performance experience by... Lifestyle. Joel Ortiz. And, Vibes. Uh, Questlove and Black Thought were there, and uh, Audra Day and Regina Spector and Ja Rule and Ashanti performed their new song. So the Hamilton mixtape is in stores right now. If you like that, if you've seen it, I suppose you can go get it. Yeah. We went there. We saw some friends. People, okay, so people kept cheering at all these different points during the songs, and I did oh, not get it. Did no you? idea. No, yeah. zero idea. I was like, uh. But, by the way, it was amazing when Joel went out there, when he was performing. He was the first one uh, to perform. And he got cheers that I imagine, I mean, it, it was, it's such a different experience, Broadway rap. Yeah. For a real rapper, right? Like, those fans were, like, standing and cheering and so into it. And I was like, I wonder if he even, like, knows what's going on right now. He's just like, whoa. I'm- yeah, because we certainly didn't. <laughs> we were just like, I don't understand where all these Joel Ortiz fans came from. This was crazy. The Midwest loves Joel Ortiz. Crazy. Anyway, uh, shout out to everyone uh, behind that project. And thanks for inviting us to it. It was... It was- what it was. It was what it was. So we it was also, cool to see Jarvo and Ashanti. Can me. I tell people real quick, Jeff, what we're doing this Friday? Uh, sure can. This Friday night, December 9th, we will be Oxcore DJing at Beverly's. It's on Essex Street downtown. Eric, why are we, why are we DJing? Because we want to introduce people to Bad Boy Classic Records from 1995. No, tell them the real reason. It's my birthday. Sagittarius season is in effect. <laughs> all ladies free before ten o'clock. For everyone They're also free after ten o'clock. For everybody who's interested, all dudes gotta wait outside in the cold. <laughs> for everybody who's interested in wishing me a happy birthday, my birthday is actually December tenth. But because it's you know we're DJing through the night, yeah, till at least two thirty. Yeah, you gotta come through, listen to that bad boy set. We're playing all the bad boy songs. We're Telling talking Jeff. about day twenty six. Who else? We're talking about Dream. <laughs> we are talking about Dream. We're hitting all the Loon classics. We're talking individual members of the band. Ooh, uh, we're talking. Yo, you think we're not playing B five? You think we're not talking about whoop, Sherry Dennis? Woo! <laughs> what was what was Harfier's name? Joe oh. Hooker? Yeah. Joe Hooker on I the hook? dare you. <laughs> we're playing all that. Beverly, Come for me. Uh, we're going to get on the set probably around 10 o'clock. We're playing all night. Yeah, Come we're through. not getting off those wheels until the wheel <laughs> fall off. <laughs> Wish me a happy birthday. Come through. Uh, try to say hi. We'll be behind the, the DJ set. Try to say hi. We'll sun you right in front of everybody. Also, I think we're playing Kinfo coming up on the 13th. Yeah, we are. Out in Brooklyn. Bring a coat. Ooh. Because it's a coat drive. Listen, a lot of gigs. A <laughs> lot of gigs coming up. I would like to mention that we had this nice run with full screen. Yeah. 
Shout out to everyone over at fullscreen.com. It is, if you don't know it, a video service, kind of like Netflix. You want to know what? If you don't know it, we didn't do our job right. Yeah, well, (laughs) but we had a nice little run there. Uh, We have mutually agreed to move on. Yes. To, uh, you know, to new, new ventures. And we got some new ventures on the way. But we should say that if you want to join full screen and, you know, you can pay that $4.99, $5.99, whatever it is a month, you can watch all of our episodes there. Just watch them all through. You get the first month free, and there's a lot of other great content on there. I think Ferris Bueller's on there, and I think um, uh, Chappelle Show. show right, yeah. a, lot, a lot of different shows. Go check that out. Uh, but moving forward, you can always check us out. Where? SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time. Also on Twitter.com slash It's The Real. Also on iTunes. Search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Please leave a comment. Subscribe. Tell a friend. All of that. Today. Today. On the podcast. Yeah. Listen. We've known this guy for mm, eight years, maybe nine years. A long time. A long time. I honestly don't know that he's ever given an interview like this, and certainly not at this length. We go into his full life. We go into all the news that you want to hear. You want to hear about his relationship with Kanye West. You want to hear about Jay-Z. You want to hear about what happened when he moved to California. You want to talk about what happened in Paris. Who do we have on the podcast today, Jeff? We have Theophilus London, also known as Thelonious London, also known as NY Theo, also known as LA Theo. A lot of also known as. Also known as, well, we have AKAs too. I know, I'm saying. He also says New Jersey Theo. So there's a lot of different Theos that go into this. We sort of just let him go. I'm really interested in what people have to to say about this episode, so please leave a comment. Leave a comment. Let us know. Let us know. Jeff, when do you want to get into this podcast right here after people leave a comment on our itunes let's go yo what up it's eric aka fondue aka dipset yo what up it's jeff aka duff you out aka mo sizzler yo what up it's Theo with the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a waste of time with the thrill <laughs> yeah that's a fire intro Theo, what's up what's up man ny theo yo so you were just too, right? You were just telling you could have been. I know this area. But you you were just saying that you took an Uber from Jersey. Yeah. Like we expected you maybe to be coming from Brooklyn, but Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. Yeah, Brooklyn is like a, like ten years of my old story. Like ten years of my last. Like I got two. Like t- I, every ten years, I like, try to renew my career. Okay. So. So Jersey's where it's at. Um. Yeah. Because you get to see like fall happen more mm-hmm. in New York. I feel like I'm in winter right now. I'm so like confused. Like fall's and my winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but fall fall's my favorite year, and like it's like I just feel like it's just messed up. Maybe maybe the Caprio's right. Like everything's fucked. I mean, listen. I mean, everything is fucked. Yeah, that is. We, uh, <laughs> that's what's going on. It's been yeah. a long week and a half. But what's the difference? Like just off jump. What's the difference between L.A. Theo and, and New York Theo? Yeah, and why Theo is a, a is a risky motherfucker. I'm, li- I'm living off edge. I mean, you know, just from knowing you guys, knowing everyone on the scene for like the last eight years, mm-hmm. you know, from when you know from, from Aaron to A Life, you know, to Vashi to Nike to this early shit before we even thought about putting a number behind a T-shirt, and like you know. Well, you know, just like that whole thing, and you know, and I'm I'm like an artist. I'm a give and take artist. I'm an artist that I need to have interaction with the culture, with people around me. Like you know, I need I need to. Have, you feed off the energy. Yes, sir. Yeah. So an artist here. This girl's a photographer. This, you know, blah blah blah. Like I need that. So I just felt like New York was lost for like the last three years about that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I became La Theo. Yeah. And uh, is it better for you out there? 
No, actually, I'm more alive. Like, I'm more Batman here. You know, like, this is the, the bat signals up when I look here. <laughs> and LA is not showing at all. I'm, like, in a suit. You know, I'm, like, you know, Malibu. Yep. Bougie. But actually, Rosewood, my last, you know. yeah, I had that, like, made a lot of money in my industry. You know, the brand, you know, in the point where, like, the music wasn't selling. I had to figure out the streams. Like, fuck it. I'm going to go take all this brand money. You know, I tried with, like, three sexy dudes, me, an art dude, my manager, He's in a suit. I'm the artist. Other guys are art dude. We're winning every meeting. I'm like, is this fair? Like, I'm gonna write. A, it's 2009. I'm gonna write a book about how to kill every meeting. You know, like talk any brand girl. You know, out of her panties or whatever. <laughs> I'm just joking. Wait, that's that's which which Theo is this? <laughs> um, no, that's just me being Theophilus London. I only just started embodying the NY Theo, early Theo. I mean, I had to you know live here for like the last 20 years to fully become NY Theo. You know, I slept in girls' dorm rooms and, you know, St. John's. Oh, one girl. I don't want to say girls. Shout out to St. John's. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that one girl. Yeah, Red Storm. Yeah, go Red Storm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, lived in, lived in Crown Heights. Lived in Flatbush. Uh, you grew up in Flatbush, right? Yeah, I grew up in Flatbush. Um, so, yeah, a bit of every, I lived in Harlem a little bit, you know, with my mom. I used to take the train at 6, 7. She's like, yo, if you, if you, if we, if you ever get off at the wrong stop and I'm still on the train because I'm sleeping, like, don't freak out. Just stay. I'll come on and you know wait for you because there's no phones. You know. Yeah. So like so you, I'm early in on it. Tokens yeah. and shit. Like where um you would just wait at the station. I would just wait at the station. I mean it never really happened, but it got to the point where my mom got lazy about taking me to school. So she's like, look, you got to go by yourself. Like this is the first day of school. You could do it, right? And she was like super skeptical about the first few times, and I was like, I got this. It's cool. So Man. I always got that thing about the city. I'm in the city, you know. I don't really like to take Ubers. I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, I, when I came back, I'm an underground kid now. So I'm gonna tell you the story. So like the whole NY LA field. Like after Bowie died and Prince and stuff, you know, I just felt, you know, like my, I'm gonna always make music under my moniker. But my music started in the nightlife club scene culture. You know, like me and my manager, we came up with this thing called live clubbing, where I, you know, I'm in Brussels, I'm in fucking Portugal, starting at 3 a.m. Just a bottle of Jameson on my rider and just like, you know, like and like. It's a big club with a stage, and I'm playing my music or whatever. I stand on the DJ booth, and then it cultivated to me opening up for people, like Sound to Go, whatever, A Track, blah blah blah, you know. And then I started making my albums and stuff, but I started to lose that element. I started to become like a big asshole, you know. I'm like a kid wearing skinny jeans and Jordans and shit, to like wearing leather pants and going to galas and all this weird shit, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of my surroundings changed, like a lot of my comfortabilities changed. Like you know, I'm a bedroom kid making music in the bedroom, like you know, viewing the whole culture. See, I don't fit in here. I'm happy by not fitting in. I'm happy to take three years to spend on a niche to like run the next 10 years. Shit like that. So I kind of just ran out of fuel. I went to Los Angeles like every New Yorker did. When New York died, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's back, by the way. But anyway, yeah, yeah. when New York died, I feel I went to LA. I bought this sick house under the Hollywood sign. I, you know, Actually, I rented it. It was Humphrey Bogart's old house from the 1940s. Crazy. I was like, it's a vintage house. I'm going to write a brand new album in here. You know, and... Just a bunch of models, cocaine, food, all stopped those plans. And the food stopped the plans? <laughs> Everything. All <laughs> those things. The food. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, just like emphasize the food. Yeah. Um <laughs> and uh I started getting lazy and just I just got one companion and we hung out in my house but I just didn't want to go to no parties. You know, I was over all of it. You know, I did like nine art basils, like every fashion week, every galas, all the like you know, I, I met Kanye at, in Cannes Film Festival where like 
you know, that's the perfect place to meet someone like him. We're the only two black dudes there. We got to talk for hours. He's re- working on Watch the Throne. Wait, why he, is it the perfect place to meet anybody? A uh, black dude. Oh, well, Cause, like, yeah, it's because they stick out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a perfect place to meet somebody like him that's so busy. Like, I couldn't meet him on Soho. He has to run. It's like 30 cameras in the face. But care, nobody, nobody cares about him out there. Because everybody's rich. You know, nobody's like, oh, you know, I want to get the new sneakers. Nobody's like, I need to autograph my sneakers, you know. Because I can sell it on eBay. Like, no one's thinking that. So, like, we just totally, our guards are down. Actually, Pharrell was opening up for him. So there were three. Yeah. Three black guys out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but where do you, where do you like, actually run into them? Are you at a party? Or are you just getting food? I was at a party. I was at a party. It was funny. And they were treating me like the big star. Like, the whole Ed Banger cast was DJing. They were, like, the biggest thing at the time. It's like right before he started, right when he was watching, right to watch the throne. I don't know if it's like 2012. Actually, this is 2011. My record had just came out. I never thought he liked one. I think every artist until that time back then wanted like Kanye to appreciate them because he was so like mysterious and elusive. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Little B even had a meltdown that Kanye didn't like appreciate him. Really? I didn't see that. He's like, you know, like if Kanye doesn't appreciate me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck him in the ass. He oh, yeah, yeah, I remember oh, that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember like, that part. That's his yeah. way of like <laughs> yeah. expressing like what every artist went. Yeah. You know, um, so me as being like a fan, I'm like, I'm like scared. I'm like, you know what? I'm at the best table here. All the girls are thinking I'm cool. Kanye and his crew just walked in like Virgil, Don C, a bunch of guys I don't know. And I'm gonna like gracefully ghost myself and just walk out of here. So like, because I've been in situations where, like, I've been in the club, you know, like, Chris Brown and Rihanna fighting each other, and I'm at the best table. Chris Brown comes. They say, look, a bigger star is here. We got to kick you out the table. But sit next to him. Right. On the next table. I'm like, fine. Man, my crew, we move over. He doesn't see us move, so it's not embarrassing. And he comes in, boom. Then the guy says, I'm so sorry, man. We have to move you again. But he said, you know what? We might now have to move you because these guys don't get along. I'm like, who could it be? And it's Rihanna. So I'm like, in between them. So I learned from that situation that... When the bigger artist comes, like just get out so you won't get embarrassed. Right. So me and my boy Watts, we're trying to gracefully bow out. Then Virgil comes like, where you guys going? We want to sit with you guys. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. This is our table. And you so, never met Virgil before. Never met Virgil before. And he's like, I'm like, oh, word, what's up, man? I was like, word. He's like, I, I fuck with your music. First thing he said, I fuck with your music. I fuck with your style. I was like, word, I never thought you guys would fuck with my music. He's like, man, I just I, I, I played Kanye your album like a week ago in a car ride. You know, just a two seater, and like it was dope. Are you guys didn't throw it out the window. Are you sure? Like, <laughs> He's like, no, nah. and then Kanye came up to me. And I think that's the first thing he said to me because he knew that's what I wanted to hear just so I can be calm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I like your music. And then let's talk. <laughs> and I was writing for Hype Beast at the time. I don't want to make this the whole interview. No, but I was no. Writing, it's a great perspective. I was writing for Hype Beast at the time, and you know, I was a cultural blogger because I was like traveling to Korea, all these places, yeah. and, like trying food and like fun shit that we used to do, you know, that I feel like is lost now. Um, and I was, I was like writing my story about meeting him right in front of him because like, <laughs> I'm like a journalist, you know, like. You know, when I met Jay-Z, you know, I'm, I was like 60 minutes. Like, I have so many questions. And I'm not asking you, hey, what's your inspiration? Like, you know, like, not weak shit like that. Like, crazy shit that what did you they'd ask be him? intrigued about asking. Uh, a bunch of crazy shit. I mean, one thing I'll probably say, he told me that he was threatened by Tyler, the creator. And he's like, yo, I don't think, t-, he told me, he's like, I don't, this is why I knew Kanye was really cool. He's like, and like, not like, that media made him out to be. He's like, I don't think Tyler, the creator is human. Like, you know, this kid just came out, ate a roach, made a million dollars <laughs> on the socks. Like, yeah, I'm scared too. Like, mm-hmm. And like he's like fucking writing an album with Jay Z and telling me he's scared of some like kidding like <laughs> fucking Fairfax. That's awesome. I was like, but he's like, you know, I don't. I think he's. I think yeah. I, I don't want to say what it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, you're originally from Flatbush. Yeah, from Flatbush. Uh, how big is your family? Super big, man. Um, big as fuck. Cause like my grandma, you know, it was that age where like your kids was the social network. Mm-hmm. So I have as much kids as possible, so like you can have like a like a really eventful half of your life so you got a bunch of brothers and sisters bunch of cousins oh and gotcha aunts and uncles and 
Then second, every time I drop a song, I got a new cousin. <laughs> well, so and every, everybody lived around you or no? Yeah, because that's like the, I'm from Trinidad, so it's like the African way of living. Like everybody lives around each other. You know, it's like two blocks away, or you know, we never had to take a train to go to somebody's house. So maybe they wasn't connected with us, but I know like the families like when Flapper, they kind of stick together. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, when did your parents like move to the states? Um, that's a crazy story because my, my dad is super notorious. I'm gonna shout him out though because my dad was actually a big DJ and like. And like the like the Brooklyn scene and like Caribbean scene and he he actually even went to open up a club in Flatbush that was like big and like hmm. he'd bring like artists there to perform. Like everything one time I was handing out a flyer and I seen Beanie Siegel's name. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like this is crazy. Um and I used to be his fly boy and he I would go to him to DJ weddings and shit like that. But like my dad like has a crazy past. Um he's actually like deported now. Really? He's like he's like in, he's a, he's he's in Pre Trump. Pre Trump, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pre Trump man. He probably would like the Trump era. Um, and, uh... Is your dad white? He's black. (laughs) (laughs) But he's crazy, and, like, you know, he's a crazy dude. That's why I think I got the living on edge thing. Like, I know what I have to... I have to go to the bank at 5 p.m. because it closes. I'm going to leave my house, like, 5.44, and still make it, but I'm on edge the whole time. Like, I'm going to miss it. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to... You know, I always lose credit cards. You know, like, I have to go to the bank just to take out cash or some shit. Yeah. So, so growing up, you, uh, you have a lot of family. You have a lot of friends outside your family, too? Um, not as much. Only till I started like wanting to make music. I guess like in high school, I was, I was like, "Damn, like I'm tall. Like, what are my options? Like basketball, football? No. My basketball, yes, because you know I was like inspired. I was watching basketball every night. Wrestling, no. Like, Who was your team in the Knicks? Uh, yeah, the Bulls. I think. I'll no. Tell- <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong yeah. house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, my team is the Knicks. Now I was just young and dumb. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm well, like uh, it was because of Michael Jordan. So you were wearing yeah. like Jordans and stuff. No, I couldn't afford it. We actually, no, I was wearing Jordans because, like, you know what? I had a really good network of so many cousins. Mm-hmm. So whatever my fir- my first day to- my first day to school outfit would be like Timberlands and maybe a uniform because I was going to like smart schools. But my, my, you know, everybody had their first day of school looks with a week like planned out. So like. After my week was over, we would switch up clothes. You know, like basically how kids make money now, like on yeah, round yeah. two, all these like things. Kicks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we did that, and like I was fresh all year. And I, really, so that, and then that made me one. I was like, man, like I got to do something that it draws everybody's attention to me. You know, I felt like I was like grown into my looks. I was tall. I was doofy. You know, like if you were light, sort of if you were light, like looking like ludicrous back then, like you know, your life was sorted out for like the next like six years. <laughs> like ludicrous, that's the example you, look you... like, like light skin with braids, loud, you know, like fighting, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. girls like shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like a nerd, like I might be like a girl's friend, but like you know, I have to like watch my friend go in a room and bang her, and I'm just like outside, like, yeah, <laughs> but ludicrous though, <laughs> you know, like ludicrous Allen Iverson. So, how'd you play it, like mysterious then? You go the opposite uh, way. I just thought like, my first beat I ever banged on the table was like this QT, this QT beat, like, bump, 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 mm, that, that right there, and mm-hmm. like taught somebody how to do it, and like he's like, doing it, and then I'm just like, I just like I would like still like Jay Z, like obscure Jay Z raps, and like then people were like, whoa, this kid's <laughs> sick. I was like, damn, like maybe I should just write my own raps because like people were digging it, and then one kid, well, the day I started writing my own raps, like one kid's like, wait, I heard that before, I was like. You know, and I want to get outed. But all my friends are like, his nigga's sick. <laughs> Spin all these Jay-Z flows. <laughs> Wait, was it like Fast Jay-Z? Yeah, Fast Jay-Z. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I had to stop. I had to take, so I had to play, listen to what he says, and just like write it down and stop it. And then like learn the flow and go to school and destroy. Yeah. This is like elementary. I don't want nobody like on the internet to be like, I knew it. Nigga, you're like Drake. <laughs> but okay, so what was your style like? Like if you were, if you were really showing out and you were 
Were you? Yeah. Do, do you think you were ahead of everybody else at the time? I didn't, I didn't know. I, I wouldn't. I didn't know that. It wasn't relative to me to think that. Um, you were just doing you. I just knew that Brooklyn was just a bunch of motherfuckers that like I knew I had. I had a, a mission to do every day to try to be like the coolest to try to like outdo. There's always somebody wanting attention. There's, I learned so much shit too. And like the, the, New York, the New York culture is so sick. I mean, you see the movies all the time. People try to play us on memes and like the Timberland meme and all this right, shit. Right, right, right. But like, really birthed everyone from LA to Atlanta, like wherever. Like it comes here, you know. And you guys. Did you did you ever have a pair of naked Tims? Yeah. Ah. But I, I was, I was more like Were a, you a construction worker? Nah. You know what? Nah. I didn't actually have a pair of those. That's like some stylish shit. I fuck with the people that have them if they working. Right, right, right. You're like right, a rich right. construction worker. Like you're not going to Walmart to get like some fries or whatever, whatever the brand is. I'm like, damn, this kid's like this is, you know. But I, I would be more like beef and broccoli, like the all black leather, you know, like when yeah. like, the weird shit. Right. You know, and like, cause like you know when you think Timberland, you think fall. You know. Right, right, right. Um, how many times a day do you say dead ass? Dead ass word. <laughs> I guess my dead ass is word. Yeah. Like that was word. Word. <laughs> dead ass. Like what? What does dead ass mean? Like what? Like what? How would you use dead it's ass? Like, in the it's same like way? a lifestyle. Yeah, I'm you know? dead ass. Yeah, dead ass. Dead I, ass. I would never say. I, but it's not more my mama. Isn't that? Yeah. Isn't isn't dead ass more of a Harlem thing though? Dead ass. Dead ass. I feel like it's. I don't know. It's, I thought it was I, more of a Harlem thing. Yeah. All these New York memes, like they get you all fucked up, and it's just like <laughs> all of New York is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's not. But it's not. But, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think it is migration. Like the laws of that. Like families from Harlem move to Brooklyn, and then like they start hanging out, and like then it's like dead ass B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brooklyn, some Brooklyn guy picks it up that's like, you know, influential. It's like Twitter and Instagram, you know, like you have influential people and like they speak out to their communities. I'm like, I always wonder, like, how do slangs become big? Like, every summer there's a new slang. Right. You know, like, like every summer there's a, like a yo yo. Then, like, now I got a Tamagotchi. Right. Now I got a motherfucking this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I love that. So, where were you running around to, like, during high school? Like, where were where were you going after school? Um, where wow. were you working? It's awesome. I wasn't working because. You know, my dad worked construction. He took me to work sometimes. He's like, I just want you to know, like, this job sucks. But, I, you know, I'm still a fly. I got Jordans and everything. But, like, I got to work hard for it. And I have my fun on the weekends. Like, don't. And he was like, took me to work with him. And I hated it. But he just wanted to show me, like, that you should hate this stuff. Yeah. And, which was cool. And then, so I went to this. I followed my cousin who was, like, really into the arts, like, dancing. He was, like, a light-skinned, Chris-looking motherfucker. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to stick with these guys. And, like, I went, I went to his school. He went to this predominantly all-girls school. And they just started letting boys in, like, the two years before he got there. Congratulations. So by the time I got <laughs> yeah. there, the third year, they, it was just, like, 10% boys, 90% girls. I'm, like, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty good ratio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, only, only like, three classes I had guys with me. Other classes, me and girls. Like, it started getting to the point where, like, you know, I didn't know how to deal with, like, the other sex so much because I always have boys. So, like, you know, I'm making girls cry and shit. Like, I drew, like, a fucking... Like, a fucking comic, a comic strip porno of this girl starring in it on her Trapper Keeper. Well, was it during art class or was it not? The English during class. Art. Oh, and well, that, that might be why. Emo, yeah. and I was yeah. just like, you should cheer up. Let me just draw a porno on your book. And and, <laughs> and then, what like, was her the, response? I mean, like, the she, class she saw it. The but class it was... saw it, and then she's like, then they, like, call the cops. And, like, I, got a, I had to have a psychiatrist. So it wasn't like she cried out of, like, happiness. Like, oh, my God, thank you for drawing a porn. <laughs> she was fucking pissed, bro. How did it, um, how did the porn start? I can't remember, but I, don't, I know I was like I wasn't good at drawing, so it was like stick figure porn. But I'm a funny kid. I was like, like the, the story client. of it. Like was story it like a pizza it. delivery or? <laughs> <laughs> it 
Was I it at the construction I, site? I was wrong for this, man. I can't go back and think about this shit. Are these the questions that you asked Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. This is like 60 minutes. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so where were you running around, like, on your own? Like, Yeah, I was, so I went to this program that was run by, you can actually look this up, it was run by Bruce Willis and, like, sponsored by Russell Simmons. You know, it was an everybody's like, let's, I'm going to try to, like, you know, invest some money in hip-hop. You know, Kanye's, Kanye just did the college dropout, trying to get people to believe in him. You know, if it, people feel like there's a change, you know. He cut it in happen like, till five years, three years later. So, you know, there's, like, all these weird networking parties and, like, Russell Simmons, like, you know, like, quiet, like, speak easy, like, people eating food and watching music. You know, I always thought, like, man, when I was in my bedroom in high school, actually, just to let you guys know, so I, I left um, uh, high school in New York because I started, like, looking like Cameron wearing pink long shirts. My dad got weird. He thought I was in a gang. So, like, they, they moved me to Pennsylvania, like, the Poconos. Damn. I lived in the Poconos for, like, two and a half years. I got really scared about leaving. I was like, I'm going to lose all my hip-hop roots. I'm so close. I'm rapping every day. I'm getting good. I'm, you know, I'm finding myself. I'm in 10th grade. You know, I, everyone thought I was a senior in my school. I, I kept up the lie until, like, somebody looked at the attendance sheet, but they still <laughs> fuck with me. Um, and your parents took all that away? Took it away. So you can go to which Pocono? Uh, Pocono <laughs> Mountain East. Mm. It was, a, it was I, I, I'm happy it happened because that's how cool I am now. It was a predominantly white school, but it was like, you know, like the 90s movies, like all those, like She's All That, all those weird shows. Like, So once you took off your pink, you turned into the prom king? <laughs> <laughs> Homecoming, Homecoming king. No, but, Homecoming yeah. king, class president, and I wrapped at the graduation. Oh, for real you did? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of keggers. I got into Green Day. I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> it was no, totally it's because his life is a movie. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I seen Aguilera. Like, you know, I got into like Incubus. Like, and, you know, I'm starting to... anything TRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But plus, like obscure stuff too, because then I had like, you know, there's a bunch of like, we, like everybody like, you know, in Brooklyn, everybody's the same, like because we're influenced by the same. But right. like there, you know, that's my first time seeing like two girls kiss or two guys kiss each other, and it's cool. First time having a locker, um, being responsible, I have to make the school bus on time to get to school. Wait, they didn't have lockers in Brooklyn? No, I mean they had them, but you couldn't use them. Like, I don't think people were responsible like that. You know, probably sold drugs at the locker. Oh. You know, like, crazy shit can happen. Like, yeah. Maybe, Fucking food in there, like kids are in there. So who were you living with out in the Poconos? Uh, my dad. My okay, dad, gotcha. Still my dad and shit. And then my, my aunts and her, my other cousins moved over there too. But when I got there, it was just like another hood. Because basically everybody started moving them there from the hood because it's like like free homes and shit. I don't know, somebody put out a marketing plan. A bunch of black people moved out there. So it started becoming gentrified for white people. Damn. <laughs> and um, Wait, it was like a mass exodus of your family. Yeah. No, not my family, but just a bunch of other people too. Like even this, yeah. A bunch of kids, man, because they they built they just when I just got there, I went to the white school, but they also just built the black school, which was the rival of my school. But they built like a brand new, awesome looking school, which I wanted to go to, but all like the hot black girls went there. And then my cousins, they lived on a different section, I guess like the poor section. So like they had to go there because of the section. Mm -hmm. So like you know we were rivals and stuff, but like you know I became cool in my school. I'm happy I had that because I would go to Keggers, you know. We're going to Jenny's house, you know. Like, fuck somebody upstairs, <laughs> you know. You have to have a fight with some like white dude in the backyard with gloves because that's what they want to do, you know. Drink beer. Like, who could fight the best? You but know, with gloves. Yeah, like not because I don't want to. You know, we're not trying to kill each other, but you see who can knock somebody out. You know, like that kind of like you know mm -hmm. frat kind of shit, redneck shit. Yeah. <laughs> and that got me into like, no, like, oh, wait, I can control these kids. Like you know, I'm, I'm I come from a place that that I can kind of speak for my story myself. You know, even though it's like a kind of hood here, but like, you know, kids are from all over different hoods. So like I started become, you know, coming into myself and I, I made the basketball team one year. That was just to help my pops out, like just leave me alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I made that, but I, I, I got benched. Bad story. Well, how much of your of your Trinidadian culture came with you there? Like, or were you 
like were you able to like still at home like only in my house that? only in my household like yeah. we have christmas parties backyard parties my dad started doing this annual all-white party which you know like, i was like my dad's slave like, i got you know i guess he did this to show me how hard life was like pick up all the leaves if there's one leaf then you know he's gonna fight me or like with gloves on yeah, yeah. No, yeah, glo- yeah. no gloves <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was crazy so i was like super fearful of my dad while being the man and like you know i had to juggle that like i'm the man in school but not the man at home mm-hmm. right and i finally became the man like one time i had to go pick like an up... 80s movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm the man at school but not at home yeah. <laughs> i'm sitting on my car like waiting like take my dad on your eye so, rock yeah yeah, yeah 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 so one night i took him on and i was like look i'm moving t- i wrote him a long letter like yo you're trying to make me perfect but i know all this fucked up shit about you and i don't care like, you're still my dad so fuck you and like i'm out and, like he threw my xbox a bunch of crazy shit at me what do you mean you're at? Like, you're going to move? You, you were just yeah, going to, like, I'm gonna, split? I'm going to go back to Brooklyn and, and, and sleep on somebody's floor until I figure it out. Is as soon as I graduated high school, he, you know, he didn't even come to my graduation because he had to go on a cruise. Weird shit, man. I was like, I only graduated for you. I'd be, like, fucking, like, you know, probably doing Zans in a fucking room dying right now. Like, you know, like, thank God, thank God you kept up with me. I didn't, you know, like, got me all the way here. You didn't come to my graduation in the Poconos. Like, I'm yeah, fucking Yeah, but leaving. where was the cruise to? <laughs> uh, he's always going on some weird shit. Like, he's, like, trying to, he's, like, trying to be, like, this cosmopolitan. Like, you know, you talk, you talk to him. He knows everything. Like, he'll tell you what Cuba is. I don't know. You know, like, that weird dad shit. Cuba's an island, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're allowed to talk about that now that yeah. President Obama <laughs> opened it up. Relations are good. Yeah. We're, we're all right. Now that the truth is out there. That's right. Wait, so, and by the way... Your father's cosmo- uh, cosmopolitan, but I think you are the you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You are a very cosmopolitan person, yeah, right? I felt yeah. Like so, after high school, did you? So you've been to the Poconos, and you're from Brooklyn. But where else have you traveled to at that point? Had, mm. had you been to Trinidad once, once or twice, once and, or twice? And beyond that, had you traveled anywhere else in the world? No. Well, I, I was in Canada because uh-huh. my and my dad was like wild and running away from different people and stuff. So I would go to Canada to hide with him, had like a cool water bed. That's all I can remember. You know, my dad was all over the place with it. You know, he's had a, he had a wild life. He I guess he lived on the edge too, but like, you know, he, he didn't have the internet and like wasn't smart about it. I don't know, man. I'm I'm making music. I'm not that fucking. I don't. I'm not crazy like him. But anyway, you know, I want to throw my dad under the bus too because he you know he did some foul shit to me and he's not around. You know, what if I don't care about winning a Grammy or anything, but just like accomplishments, you know, mm-hmm. you get to have a parent here. You know, right. So. Um, so you graduate high school mm-hmm. and then the next day you're in Brooklyn. Um, a month and a half later, I, I wanted to go to this music called Full Sail University. Oh, yeah, down in yeah. Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He faked like I was going to go there the whole time. And then when it was time to go, he's like, you're just going to go to community college. But he bought me like this really cheap geo tracker Jeep, like a hundred bucks, like two hundred dollars or something like that. And really like a, looking like a Hot Wheel, but it was cool. I had my little first car. I didn't have a license. I still don't have a license, man. Really? I, I still drove like all my albums, man. <laughs> like, even like my last album, Vibes, I like rented a car for myself, but through someone's name. But you know, I don't know why. I'm just crazy. I'm on the I'm a risky. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and I couldn't deal with it. I, I took business because I'm a business kid. I'm a creative director even before I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, like music is just one fifth of my business. So I wanted to, see, and I felt like you know the, the, the teachers talking about like Pepsi and Coca Cola. You know, but like in his words, I'm just like, I'm not feeling this shit. I'm not learning anything. You know, I'm right, not. It's all abstract to you. Yeah, it's all abstract. Yeah. And like, you know, they don't care if you're there. I'm like loving it. You know, like I'm spending more time at home. Like, I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like to be a man. Like, you know, until you feel like you gotta really leave. You know, so my dad gave me enough uh, credit to leave. I'm like, I'm tired of you treating me like a piece of like shit. I'm like, I actually graduated high school now. Like, I should like be able to go fuck bang girls like from whatever town I want. 
and like, he wasn't having it. He, wanted me he to said, like, you can like only bang bitch. girls from this town. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was going to bang girls in my house. And, you know, and he, still, he wants to, like, fucking, like, look over it, you know. So I'm just like, man, I'm out. Um, right. So you only fuck girls in the Geo Tracker, right? <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear exactly. You. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I dipped to Brooklyn. All the guys that I learned from that, met from that program of the Art Start shit, that program. I started this program. Like I said, I went to this program. I started before I left to Poconos. And that's why I was really mad because I was in this program. And this program I would go to every day. I had a mentor. It was like a bunch of troubled kids from the inner city, but they were all talented. And uh, we were the second generation. The first generation had to work like work with Diddy. Like somebody comes, like, you know, Lauren Hill comes in and talks to the class. Man. It's like, it's sick, you know. And yeah. you're just like, we're not rapping today. Just talk about your day. And I'm just like, what? I want to fucking battle somebody. <laughs> like, let's have a fucking cypher. And like they were always adamant. They was always like, damn, Theo. And like, it's funny. I'm the famous one from that, most famous person from that program. There's so many talented people. One or two did amazing things, you know. And they had to get a movie about it and everything. Shout out to my mentor, Kazi. Um, and that just helped me develop who I am. Like, I don't got to rap about, like, what Ludacris and those guys are rapping about. And, like, throwing them bows and being in the club. Like, my cousins and them, they all wanted to be rappers. But they started getting into this whole thing of lying. Like, you know, I got a 38 clip and it's on my head. I'm like, I don't see a 38 clip. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that program helped me realize, like, what's it in the enemy? Like, what problems am I going through? What, like, how can I have enough empathy to, to write about some problems that someone else is going through? And, like, that shit helped me. And, like, it was a bunch of cool shit, like, for two and a half years. I would even come from the Poconos and drive down just for this class. My, you know, um, anyway, so so the network I got from this class, I just slept on people's floors, got back in the program. They're like, oh, you, you're back. Like, you know, like, it's the infamous, they call me, Thel- my, my, my moniker then was uh, Thelonious Caps. Caps because I always wear a hat, mm-hmm. like, below my eyes. Like, or do rag under it so like call me caps because I just like I'm wearing a lot of hats dude mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm like, I love hats mm-hmm. and then Thelonious came because I thought my name was pretty trash and like every girl like I never like every I, I had to tell every teacher before the attendance like first day like please just say Thea like don't embarrass me right you know like this name sucks and then she would say it wrong and the class would be like who like I thought you were cool like your name sucks and just like um, so like, I was like, I'm gonna go with Thelonious because I'm like, this nigga's playing the fucking piano like a drum, mm-hmm. and like he's like, only his name, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what is? How did you learn to embrace your name? My my great aunt helped me. I was like four. I had to spell my name every day. So I mean, of course, that's why I hated it. And I always hated it. No one called me Theophilus. I didn't think that was gonna be a cool name. I mean, my great grandfather, his name is Theophilus, and like even a lot of people in the industry now think that's like a fake name. You know, until like they meet me and it's like. My passport, like, it's really my name. Like, okay. Right, if they could see your driver's license that you don't have, they yeah. would know that it's always been Theophilus London. Well, they booked me a ticket, and like, really, is that your real name? It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, honestly, um, the London part sounds more fake than Theophilus. Right, 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 right. That's a lot of people think, too. Like, I'm from London. Like, people think that, like, I was with The Weeknd last week. He's like, you're from London, right? I'm like, <laughs> you're no, like, where's bro. my accent, dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> nah, B, facts. I'm yeah. not from there, Dead B. ass. Yeah. That's my nigga, nah. So... So having driven a Geo, you are the first person I've ever met who's driven a Geo. Oh, word? Yeah. So did shake you my tra- hand? Yeah, yeah I know. Up. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Can we get a one time? This is an achievement for me as well. Yeah. Um, did you ever get offended when someone like Kanye would like talk down about Geos, you know, in his, in his lyrics? <laughs> he did. Then, yeah. Nah, nah, I wouldn't get offended. Cause I like I like shit like that. Like I like taking something that's not supposed to be cool and making it cool. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how. I, that's also, how I did you ever rhyme Geo with Theo? Cause that would be like a good yeah, starting point. L A Geo. L A Geo. Yeah. New York Theo. Yeah, I, I used to rock, I used to have Rocky did once in a row. Like I'm, I'm having a trio with Theo. I was like, say we didn't have one, but 
He meant like, the phone, right? The trio yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> right, he said we're gonna be in Brazil, so if they have that phone in Brazil, then yeah. I'm in Brazil having a trio with Theo. <laughs> like sick. So okay, so By you're, way, you're... it's another. Uh, it's a different girls binder. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the binders of girls out there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. little little throwback, <laughs> two thousand and twelve yeah. joke. Yeah. Um. So you're you're in this program. This is the Bruce Willis and Russell Simmons, and it's called Art Start. Art Start, and you're killing it. Yep. As as far as you know, you're killing it, yeah. right? Yeah. But do you know? Do they help you sort of figure out your path as an artist going forward? Do you know like where you're going to start making money, or is that up to you just to? Yeah, that was that up out? to me. That was up to me. They just helped me become myself, and then I start, you know, I started doing this thing where like, you know, I'm ready to, I want to perform. I'm fucking like, I'm a maniac. Like, you know, I want to perform. I went on this thing, this thing that they had opportunities like college tour. Like, help kids get into college. I, I wasn't trying to go to college, but, you know, I'll just get on the tour just so I can rap in every city. Like, they got to be a show somewhere, you know. Smart. Right. Right. Rapping. I, I thought a cypher was a show to me. Like, you, you heard me rap? That, that's my show. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so, wait, sorry, what's the question again? No, just how did you figure out your path towards, like, right, right. making money? So, know? what I did was I started a MySpace. Well, I've been had a MySpace, but, like, I made, like, an artist MySpace, and mm. I was the loneliest caps. And I had a couple songs. I, I started meeting kids through like the Brooklyn scene. I met these kids called Clyde and Harry. They were like a, uh, a new wave, like Pharrell and uh, his partner. And Chad Hugo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, you know, like the first streetwear stuff that was on the streetwear scene. Whatever that first stuff was. I remember like Andre Agassi on it. There was like a Harlem kid who had like a weird brand, like Lamar and Dolly. Like it was a bunch of weird stuff like that. And I wasn't into like the Reebok pumps, you know, whatever. Like the streetwear scene was crazy. Like that, you go to the store. I'm gonna be mean to you. You don't belong here, kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, those I miss those guys. Um, yeah, were you like bullied? Nah, cause I'm too tall. Like, right. So even if I was, I'm a, I'm a nice guy at heart. Like, I'd probably be scared of a bully, but he'd probably be my friend. Mm-hmm. You know. But some kids are just punky. They're just sharks. Like, it's just they probably nasty in jail right now. <laughs> right. Um. So anyway, my my whole thing. I, I looked on Craigslist and I looked up open mics, cause I was started going to a lot of those open mics and I knew that. I would kill every open mic as a performer, as my style. I was like, I don't know why I got the '80s had came back for some reason. Like, yeah, the 20-year cycle. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, all right, I'm in it. So I was getting like fucking dunks and like you know cardigans, plaid shirts, rope chain, some glasses with nothing in it, <laughs> and like nice haircut and going kill every show. And every time I would meet somebody from that show, that was all trying to scam me or like want to get me somewhere else. Like, oh, I got another showcase. I mean, yeah. I'm writing my music on the train, performing. And I'm straight Brooklyn. Like, I don't have, like, I didn't know about Morrissey at a Joy Division or, like, John Mouse or Ariel Pink or, like, Machine Drum, Jimmy Edgar, all these weird people that I started linking up with. I just was, you know, I was, I was, because all the people that from my program, I was influenced by the way they rap. And they like, yeah, yeah, like, crescendo type rapping. And, like, you know, like, I'm really focusing on these bars. I don't care about who did the beat, you know. I just came to destroy this beat. Is this a temp? What, what, what fucking BPM is this? Oh, this is that Mob Deep BPM? All right, bet, you know, because, like, kid with mad instrumentals and I'm just like you know writing right, you know, remember my raps with the first line on my hand and shit like that I was really I was the best rapper I'm not actually suck as a rapper right now because I don't focus on it but I was like really focused on it back then mm-hmm. and then I started like reading a lot I started like there's more you know there's more there's more so I started reading like books on aliens how to escape hell just weird shit you know I started hanging out with like, the weirdos in Williamsburg like when the first hipster started coming so I had transitioned out the 80s into like a hipster <clears throat> excuse me and how would you describe your style then as a hipster? No, as as a rapper. Um, my style was like I was still from American Apparel and H and M because I was a security guard while I was trying to work on my career. So I had like a magnet 
So I need an outfit for my show tonight. So I just go to uh, American Apparel debuted with no, they debuted with no uh, security. You can just, there's nothing on it. And I was (laughs) like, what? These guys are crazy. So I would go to the store in baggy pants. And like the leave. store that you worked at. No, not the store that I worked oh, okay. at. But since I, since I was a security guy, I knew the rules now. Yeah. I'm scared as fuck. I'm not a thief. You know, like, the whole thing is about, not you know, now, like, sometimes if I don't want to pay for a snicker, I might not. Like, if I don't want to pay for cold cuts, I might not. Because mm-hmm. I know the art of, like, shadowing. Mm-hmm. I know the art of, like, you know, like, when you look away, a dog or a cat looks at you. But then when you look, you know, they look back. You know, I know how to, you know, I know how much seconds it is. Unfortunately, I hate that I know that. But it's great to know in case um, I don't want to buy a Snickers. <laughs> but you okay so so shoes i understand like maybe you know people and like they can hook you up from like nike Adidas, yeah, wait, whatever. how do you steal shoes no no i didn't steal sh- i did steal shoes through my dad's credit card oh so i thought he made a lot of money so every week i would just buy a new sb or like a jordan i wasn't into jordans i was into like sb like dunks i had the melvins i had all kind of like the fucking back, De La the souls i had built up my arsenal in the poconos and i just brought them with me in the bag to new york so i was really fucking lit <laughs> I was lit as fuck. How do you steal cold cuts? <laughs> um, I actually got that from this kid from this co- this crew called Iraq. His name is Kunle Airsnot. Okay. And like he used to like be roommates with Vashti. Like he worked at A Life. Big scary dude. Like you know like beat people up if you tag over his name. So like I, I so I met this new mentor. You know was, he reminded me of like a, a New York Ed Banger because he had like the exclusive amount of producers from like Jimmy Egger to Machine Gun to like Matt. I mean Hudson Mo. All these people they were just like. You know, a circle of friends, you know, not all, all these people like just, you know, like fuck, fuck, sound, fuck, fuck vocalists. Like, we're, ner- you know, this is computer age, and like, niggas are typing in codes and getting bass lines and shit and like killing it. So, this guy introduced me to that, but before that, um, damn, I just lost it. <laughs> uh, how do you steal cold cuts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this guy hit me up on MySpace. And he, I had a big song called Invisible Man, and he's like, come over to my house. I want you to be on this exclusive, exclusive label. I built like seven producers around you. And you're gonna be the, the tastemaker or a face. I'm like, this sounds awesome. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. I go to this guy's house, crazy motherfucker. <laughs> uh, house is all white. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know what rich means at the time, you know. And you know, I mean, you like, could take a stab at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, I'm a Brooklyn kid in and out of the weirdest like hipster houses. Yeah. So like, coming to Bleecker Street to for a meeting at somebody's house, I'm just like, sick, made it. Um. And this dude's every every day he would put me every day he would put me on something brand new like here's Morrissey like, here's Joy Division here's John Mouse here's this here's that here's this here's that every day mm-hmm. and it really like changed my life really yeah um, so he put me on that Kool Aid video of like you know like oh I still coke all that stuff so like I just thought it was always fascinating you know and that kid was gay too and I that was like he's like I love everything that's against the grain like this kid's gay because it's the wrong thing to do right now he's you know, like, you know, I, I like that style of, like, I, I needed to know those edgy kids because that's who I was. So you're doing open mics, you're getting your name out there, and what's the first night where you feel like shit's really going in the right direction? I got this email from this dude to, like, play BT Spring Bling. Yeah. And, uh... Where was it? It was in Miami. Okay. So, so, like, so you say yes. I'm in the St. John's dorm room. Like, I'm playing like mad open mics a week. I'm in St. John. I'm like, oh shit, this email's tight. Like, but it, it's actually it was a scam. Damn. Yeah. So I like how you go to like some like random dude's place on Bleecker Street, yeah. no problem. But like you get an email that seems official, and that's not. Yeah, no, because like it's, a, it's a, from the producer from the show. So you know, I don't know. Like I'm like a pawn in it. Oh, like yo, you're a good performer. I've been seeing what you've been doing on open mics. Like we need this for the show, for the writing. So it's like. 
you, you join a hip hop loving hip hop cast, but you think you're gonna get publicity, but they're gonna write a story that might screw up your life in society. Right, right. right. So that's what this guy was trying to do. But I didn't know that. I'm like, fuck, I'm coming to Miami. He's like, you're gonna be in a competition, but you already won. So just you have to act like you're doing a competition. Just so other people won't know that we flew you out. This is very suspicious. <laughs> yeah, and like Pretty Ricky had like a group there, and like, but their group won because I guess that you know they included with BT, whatever. But that's the first time I was behind the TV. Like you should have humped an ottoman, right? Like, just that, like that would have yeah. put you over the edge. Mm -hmm. But yo, bro, like I mean, I got super fresh. Like I'm like, this is my big break, you know. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm in the '80s clothes and shit, you know. And you know, I had this like ex-girlfriend with me. I'm like, I need somebody to come, like a companion. Please come. She with was me. your ex-girlfriend at the time, or she was? I, it was a high school sweetheart that went to St. John's. So, yeah. Like, I just like. Followed her. She was also the girl from the Poconos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so yeah, she went down there to Miami and shit. My, I had a manager at the time. He paid for me mm -hmm. to go, and um, I went. Like you know, like Soldier Boy is big at the time. Yeah, like you know, baggy jeans. Like, and then also the Bay had this thing called Hype Feet, and these guys were just like, yeah, yeah. Everybody had styles. Like, damn, it's like a fucking convention of artists. Like, shit. You know, motherfuckers is networking, whatever, all that crazy shit. And you knew no no one, right? No, I didn't know anyone. But the guy that kind of told me to come there. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm in holding tents all day. I found out that I'm, I'm now doing a competition of like a kind of Apollo type show mm -hmm. where Jim Jones is the host, Little Mama's the host, <laughs> and Bobby Valentino's the host. <laughs> and this is a very specific time. Like, yeah, this is this like, is so it really is. And like, you know, right before it broke out, I'm like so eager to do this. Like, we're waiting. I meet Terrence J and like Roxy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm seeing how fake this nigga Terrence J is. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he tell the jokes on TV and try to play you. But, like, on off the camera, like, yo, what's up, man? It's all good. That's just all fun on TV. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I'll see him do that to people. I'm just like, man, this guy's a dick. So I just had kind of, like, help my restraints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so, bet, you know, I'm getting friends with the guys. I'm like, man, congrats to all you guys. We made it here. You know, like, I'm happy we made it. You know, like, whatever goes on out there, like, and then the biggest fucking thunderstorm happens. I'm like, I'm about to cry. I think they got, they can't tape the show. You know, like, I'm in, I'm standing next to Jim Jones in a tent. He looks fucking sick. He's, like, in this all-white chichi-chichi jumpsuit with chains. He's, like, looking at my ex-girlfriend, like, yo, come to the hotel later. Damn. And I'm like, yo, you gonna go? Like, what's up? Like, maybe <laughs> I don't think you should go. <laughs> anyway, um, then they, like, you know what? The, the, the storm's clearing. Like, you, you guys should perform again. So I'm like, get, I'm happy. Let's let's get this thing happening. So I actually I remember this one dude. He looked just like like a like a, a bootleg prince. He had like you know these like these glove like lace gloves and like leather pants like shirt off. He's like oh, like doing all those weird like purple rain shit. Right for BET's spring <laughs> but thing. They hired him too because <laughs> so, they knew he would get booed in front of like a fucking Miami crowd. That's oh, that like sucks. with dreads and like weed. So he comes out like woo with like boo. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I kind of liked him, but this is funny, but, like, shit, this crowd is tough. By and the like, way, they just got he would kill now. <laughs> 2016, that dude would kill. Yeah, he'd be yeah. a fucking legend. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then the hype dudes go, pretty Ricky gang bros go, and that's that era, like, they're, like, whining, like, grind on me, whatever. I don't yeah, know yeah, the fuck yeah. these motherfuckers are singing, but <laughs> the girls are like, woo! And then, like, it's like, oh, this cat's coming from Brooklyn, he's retro, whatever, he's retro, like, mm -hmm. right. he got cool style, I'm like, shit, I'm mad nervous. You know, and then, man, this shit, for me, it happened, like, 15 seconds. It's, like, really, like, a Lauryn Hill moment with booze. Like, you know, that shit feels gnarly. It's like being in a fucking hurricane. So I get on stage. My music starts. It was a song that I wrote called The Blues. Mm -hmm. And I called it The Blues because it was, like, a jazzy-type beat with, like, 90s-style drums. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, very, like, Pharrell-esque. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where I was kind of headed, you know? Yeah. And I was, like, about a girl. Like, it was, like, hey, girl, you give me the blues. Don't stop, girl. Do what you do. 
Hey, girl, you give me the blues. You know you did you my baby. Girl, you know you drive me crazy. Were people feeling it? No. At well, all? no. Some people were feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know who wasn't feeling it? Bobby Valentino, bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Jim Jones and all of them had buzzers. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it was so like, it's like, it's like a gun 10 seconds. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And like 10 seconds. And Bobby Valentino pressed it like in two seconds. Damn. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Jim Jones alone, I'm from New York. Like, yeah. shit, I'm nervous, but whatever. I'm still doing my fake dance moves. I practice all day in the mirror. Right. And some girl's like, okay, okay. He's looking weird. And I don't, it's retro. Like, I don't, this some, the 80s came back. You know, like, so, but some girls thought I was cute kind of still. Cause mm-hmm. I Right. Whatever. Then, like, Jim Jones press it. Then little mama press it. Like, the crowd ain't feeling it like that. You know who was booming? Like, the black dudes with dreads with weed. They were booing me. All the all the guys out there looking like ludicrous. <laughs> By the um, way, that's also why Bobby V didn't fuck with you. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, he's... Ludacris. Yeah, yeah. All these guys are more yeah. like Bone Crusher. You got to come with that vibe. Or, okay. Like, you're not going to win. And was you, it actually Bone Crusher? <laughs> he was out at the time. Though. I remember that song. Yeah. Dun, dun. I mean, it was wild. It was everything that you think like spring bling and like Uncle Luke is about. It's like cars everywhere, girls, like that whole shit. So like, my first time seeing it, like I wanted to get out of the bedroom so bad to be in that atmosphere, and I got there. And just like, anyway, so I got off stage. I'm, I'm fucking sad as fuck. Of course, Jim Jones comes up. At least like, it's not raining. Like that's the, yeah. the only good thing, right? I'm sad as fuck because this is live on TV. And yeah. I, it's gonna be live next week. And everyone knew I was going. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I started to unravel in my head that like, wait, like this is like fake. You know? Right. Like, I was supposed to come here to get booed and shit. Because they knew what I was going to do. They knew what it was supposed to win. These guys are the producers. They're writing this. But I don't know what's going on. I think I don't know what TV is. Was there any part of you that was like, well, at least I'm not the Prince wannabe? <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think we died together. We died together that moment because like, we both got booed. And he got booed quicker than me. Yeah, so. <laughs> he didn't care. I think he took off his gloves like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I was still kind of, like, sad. Like, my girlfriend had to cheer me up the whole day. I was like, I cried. You know, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to tell my friends. You know, like, it was tough for me, man. Just a real quick aside, have you ever in the years since run into either Bobby V, Lil Mama, or Jim Jones? Or do you want to issue a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Valentino. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, bro. For real, nigga. Fuck you. I know you was on Love & Hip Hop like two seasons ago. You know, fuck you, man. <laughs> wow. I don't got nothing to go wow. with Mama. Right. Jim Jones. And it's the real exclusive. Now we Diablo's need to get London and Bobby Pound. We, we need to get Bobby V back here yeah. on the podcast to talk about this. We need to hash this out between you yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's make this like a drink champ. Yeah. It's not like a fucking PR opportunity for him. Yeah. So, fucking try to end, end my career. Wait, so this is, this is the low point. Yeah, this is the lowest point. I mean, this is the point after that. I'm like, I got to level up, man. This, and this is when I transitioned into, like, you know, just, like, real skinnies and, like, a plaid shirt. You know, Spank Rock's happening. Still hats, though. You but had na- the, now you're going with the wide brims, yeah, the right? Wide brim no, hat. not even the wide brim yet. No, oh. still. Well, actually, she's up to head. I didn't even have a hat on at the Spring Bling shit. I didn't know that brand. This is when I started to know it. Mm-hmm. You were Theo Caps. I don't yeah, understand. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, but Caps is a hood thing because I was wearing, like, fitteds and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started getting sexy with the 80s thing. I couldn't really wear hats because they didn't wear hats like that. Mm-hmm. I think that was a 90s thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have worn, like, a Kangol. Ooh. Ooh. But chill, chill, chill. That's like a layback nigga at the party. Like, a layback nigga at the party. No, it's LL. You were going for old man vibes. You were yeah. trying to... And, and I mean, I, I, I seamlessly fell into... You know, it's funny. Like, Taylor Swift came out with, like, the... the you, she don't want to wear glasses, but she got glasses on. You know, that mm-hmm. whole hipster thing. And people didn't know what really hipster meant. They thought it was, like, you know, like, suspenders and glasses. I mean, that's what it went to. Mm-hmm. You know, remember those cheap plastic glasses you get at St. Mark's? You know, yeah, I went yeah, and got yeah. those. I got a couple plaid shirts. You know, my, my, the girl left me. 
Because like wait for Jim Jones? Damn. <laughs> nah, she ain't for Jim Jones. <laughs> but Jim Jones. Me. I, I kind of left her because I felt this is why I started making the best music of my life. I just felt like you know she felt like I was like growing into something that she wasn't growing into. Like, her friends were, like preppy and we were at polos and she go to the movies. But now like seven like six like four buttons open, dirty ass vans, black jeans like. So this girl left your life and you started making the best music because of her. Um. Well, one of my first songs. Was called, Shout out to her. You know, no, I, yeah. Well, I, I put emotion in my music. Like, I wrote this song called Blindfold. Like, I, you turn your back on me. See, I was blindfolded, and I'm so sorry that you're gone, gone. I couldn't see the sun, but now it's brighter, baby. And I'm so sorry that you're gone, gone. Right, Sound like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it was like it was like uh I was like uh, you know. And I was like, yeah, I can't eat anymore. Uh, I can't sleep. You know, like I was putting my emotions out there. Yeah. Uh, as actually, I walked from her dorm room to back to Brooklyn. You know, after from a Queens. Fight. Yeah. That, that's. Yeah, dude. Goddamn. But actually, I don't know how. Actually, I walked from Queens to the train station. I mean, from from St. John's to the train station. That's that I felt like. That's not that is dramatic. But that, but it's dramatic. because <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a long ass walk. Yo, no. between taking an Uber and the one train today, <laughs> and now walking I mean. places, like we really need to like sit down and teach you Google Maps or something. Like, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is the whole thing. So, you are. You're 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 at a low point now. How yeah, do you? That guy, that guy that I met when I told you about, it, I went to his house and put me on the Ramones, all that shit. The mm. random dude on Bleecker yeah, Street. Yeah. yeah, I didn't ever drop any music yet. Never no app, no mixtape of me. You know, motherfuckers put a shit so early and it sucks. Mm. It kind of stunts their growth. Like the first year they can't put out his jeans, like a Channel Orange or something. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, fucked up. Um, I didn't put out anything. I, I mean, I put out a bunch of songs, but they weren't going anywhere. The blog scene didn't really get crazy yet. You know, it was still about the, the, the labels, like Def Jam, they're running shit. But, you know, you got to get a PR team, you got to get a street team all this right. week. You got to have your fucking, you got to have your girl record, you got to have your, your street record. Like, right. you don't got those things? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to deal with this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I, signed, I, I, I fucking eagerly, and like, so uh, that, that same guy called me. He's like, look, quit your security job. You know, I'm going to pay whatever you made. I'm going to pay that every two weeks. I just want you to go to the studio on 34th Street every day, record. You can still do whatever shows you want to do. I started doing residencies. Like, or like you know, it's like this this guy, like some guy that kind of was on my label at the time, like very early, early like out of sight, the Mickey Fax. Yep, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. That was like the guys yeah. that I had to kind of defeat. Um, this so is all like heavy, on yeah. Asylum. We, we would have like these showcases that like all, the biggest guys from all the open mics you know that got popular we all knew each other because like oh you're a dope performer like, i'm gonna be your friend now i'm not gonna fuck with a weak performer like you're right. weak fuck you so we all got like a friendship and he's like we started performing at this one venue in brooklyn called southpaw mm-hmm. yeah that's south it was called sputnik okay yeah and it was like it was like right by the g chair right by pratt over there so we would go there every sunday and battle it out i'll do like 20 minutes they do 20 minutes and like we we're all writing songs in that week so we write new songs to come perform it's like almost that prince thing like yeah like the, whatever happened in Minneapolis at his thing, First Avenue. Mm-hmm. So we had like a First Avenue, and we would battle it out, like you know, until I, I would like you know, you know, since I was, I would go like buy a bunch of glitter, <laughs> okay, like, like one strobe like I knew they weren't gonna do shit like this, yeah. like a fan, you know, like <laughs> a, all the lights off, you know, and like you like, know one of my shit's coming is gonna be special, yeah. And I throw glitter on everyone, it was like going crazy, and like you know, it's like I got like this silver jacket on my silver Adidas, and like I have like a strobe light hitting me, so I look super metallic. You know, like I'm, you know, so I'm yeah. trying to bring it every week, and like they, they started to become like fans of my shit. Like Theo's one of the best performers in New York. Mm-hmm. Like girls like watching Theo. Yeah, all my music is about girls. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so I kind of started beating all these, like, guys. Actually, I would play, like, weird open mics in Harlem. Like, motherfuckers is in furs. <laughs> they got guns under their furs. And it, they're fucking with me. Like, you know, the girls like you. You know, you're not trying to diss us. Like, we fuck we fuck with you. Yeah. You're non-threatening. So, like, that's how I kind of beat the whole, like, label mode of, like, girl. You know, I started right. calling my records anything. Like, like Grey X, Time Sage, you know. <laughs> anything I wanted, you know. And, and how, how does Todd Moskowitz come into your life? Um, later, after he found out, like, the crate, so I put out three mixtapes. The first one was Jam. Mm-hmm. Like, it was inspired by the Ramones. You know, I had Mellow X shoot me in Brooklyn. He was another kid that was there. Um, you know, this is, we didn't even come downtown yet. This is just only in Brooklyn. I yeah. don't know what fucking Canal Street, I know what it is, but I don't go there. Right. You know. Well, um, I mean, unless you want your, like, fake Oakleys that you have to buy. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, okay, three mixtapes. Yeah, so Jam, and that's just, like, Jam was a, a birthday present of a showcase I was playing with. Mickey, Mickey Fax was opening up for me. It's my birthday. I'm putting me on the fly. I'm heating up, nigga. I'm in real my same dirty vans. Like, I'm heating up. It's very sexy. Um, we're on to something because I got tastemakers behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about tastemakers. These motherf- this motherfucker crazy. And it's funny, he, ironically, he comes from that wave of DJs. Like, he would show me videos of him, like, killing H, not killing A-Track, but, like, you know, competing against A-Track and, like, competing against all these other big, deals, Ricky Rucker. I'm talking about grandmasters, man. Yeah, yeah. They They battle each other, like, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. Suck my dick. And, like, going crazy and then take that record off, throw another one, like, your mother's a hoe. Ho, fucking bitches would go. Like, damn, this is a fucking art. And literally, those guys run the music business today. So, like, he was supposed to be one of these guys. I mean, it's a tragic story. It's a real... Vampire tragic story of what happened to me and this guy, but mm-hmm. I'm actually in contact with him again. I haven't been in contact with him in nine years, but anyway, so back to the story. With that guy, I put out like two obscure mixtapes, and the whole plan was to drop this album called This Charming Man, right? And at the time, I started getting so big, like the faders don't know about me. I met this guy named Watts, this art guy. He, he, he saw my first show on Ecstasy, and he's like, you know, I want to pay for your life, like, Come on, let's go. So I'm like, I'm broke, let's go. So I move in with him. He's black. I was only around like white people, cool white people. So I'm always a token black guy. So right. I got a black guy I could relate to. He's like rolling up Fonto straight, smoking. Like he has like an open crib, like just a loft. You know, he's like rich. I don't know how he was, but he was. Mm. Dogs everywhere. He had ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. I started doing mushrooms with him. Yeah. You know, I broke up with that, that girl from college. He gave me a mushroom. One mushroom mm-hmm. destroyed my life with that. Like, <laughs> you get somebody a mushroom. I think like, I'm going to solved all your problems. Yeah, yeah, halfway that's... in the trip, halfway out. I'm like, what's going on in my life? Like, I'm halfway in and halfway out. Like, you need more to trip. You know what I'm saying? You're like, like what am I doing living in this, <laughs> this open floor plan? There's a lot of dogs here. Yeah. I don't know this guy, but let's let's go. He might be rich. I don't know how he's yeah. rich. Yeah. And then... Um, a lot of questions. Me and that guy would walk everywhere you know like you know people would start to know us and people wanted to hang out with this guy because he's like a cool guy you know like he brings a bunch of but he always had a weird crowd around him like, how would i say this i mean he, you were around him yeah but i was like i, I saved him because he was like fucking with this like weird it's like you know like you know this is this movie that the, the dragon like that black bruce lee war motherfucker uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. and it's a lady in that movie that plays an artist and this white like musician guy is like trying to like keep her happy to keep fucking her by like mm. supporting her music but she sucks I think you're talking about Wayne's World Wayne's World that Wayne's World, <laughs> Wayne's World. Was a, it was a bad singer cause this guy would always go to a club in a karate jersey and it was a hot girl that he liked singing uh-huh. you saw that movie The Last Dragon 
Shout to Ramel yeah, on the assist. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Ramel. <laughs> anyway, so long story short, it was like bad singers and bad stylistic people. The whole Afro punk scene, but it was a bad version of that before it happened. Like fake Prince. Yeah, like a fake. It was a uh, you know, if somebody is like really inspired by Prince, it's actually going to turn out bad. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take it with too much grains of salt, mm-hmm. you're gonna be a weirdo, like wearing lace gloves and mm-hmm. shit. Like right. this is for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're fucking this up. So it was this girl named Race Race. I don't want to say nobody's name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Race Shummer. Yeah. Race Shummer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, so I saved him from that scene. We became in cahoots. We started this thing called the Lovers. Mm-hmm. You know. What is that? Uh just a I don't know. What it was a brand. So you know, you wanna have it call it I just killed the bug. Uh, Yo, shouts to you. <laughs> you want to um, have a, I don't know what you're supposed to have a brand, but it was like, you know, we were two dudes. That every, even one time, like, Mr. Mort saw me walking in the street, and like, we just followed his blog, and we just loved watching him post photos of old men. And he's like, yo, you guys look like somebody. And I'm like, all thrift store. I always go to thrift stores with this guy. Watch, he's my companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I start. I like, he was the first person that got me my five thousand dollars show at a college before I started my college tour run. Some college, some kids are like, yo, we love you. Can you come? And he's like, what should I ask? Like for a hundred? I'm like, motherfucker, let's try five thousand. Like, I don't know. And then he, they said, okay, okay. And I was like, what? High five. You know what I'm saying? I split it with him. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. So so that happened, and then. And then uh, somebody from the fader heard about us and mm-hmm. like, you know they put Kanye and West on their first cover. Shout out to Knox Robinson, mm-hmm. very well dressed dude. The be- it's like the best year. I know he lived some cr- incredible crazy years before me, but I had just met him. Like he just like, you know, like fucking like a, a oiled gas bands, like super classic. He knew all the classic people in New York. Mm-hmm. Introduced me to them. Like I was their guy. Mm-hmm. Like Theo represents us. You know, like this is classic. You know, like he, the references to Marvin Gaye, to like everything, you know, that the, like the other guy fed me, you know, I'm right. still using it and growing it. And like seeing that there's a bunch of like cool people in New York that it's not from the hood or just like a yuppie or upper. And it's, we're just conscious and like we, we, there's nobody to represent that. Lauren Hill's that rocking. Yeah. You know, whatever, you know. So um, I get a call from London. I started, I still was playing my little shows here and there, but never big, never to the point right. where like, they what put venues? me on a double XL. I mean, complex cover, not even anything big yet. I can't even remember, but it wasn't nothing like Gramercy. It was nothing yet. It was nothing yet until this guy came in and helped me. And he, I went to London. My last name is London. They mm-hmm. freaked out. XL Records, <laughs> everyone. They came. They they sold out my show. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a amazing fuck you to Brooklyn and everybody that you know. Was like trying to keep it underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did SOBs with Mickey Fax and Curtains. I opened up for them. Yeah. I love to open up for people because I'm gonna try, I'm coming to destroy. Well, so Todd Moskowitz. Todd came in when Warner came in, so I started taking my label me. So after the XL people came, one more amazing story about my Brooklyn like loft moment with Watts. Yeah. Right? He's a motorcycle, awesome. We're, we're just killing it. We're just looking good. I'm bossing up. I just bought a leather jacket from him, which I wore on the child mixtape cover. Leather jacket. Cost me like eight hundred dollars, the most expensive thing in my life. <laughs> Bossed up. Went to London, came back, like did a bunch of press out there. So I, I, I came back with a new mind perspective, like, oh shit, I really saw the industry out there. I've never seen they, they don't open and show you the industry here. I mean, now it's open mm-hmm. because you got motherfuckers like me, like you know, I saw you know, like we make our own industry, and then you got motherfuckers like everybody, like Little B has his own industry, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you know, the London they showed me it was like super thorough, like yo, we work from a nine to five basis. We answer calls from these times, we take meetings from these times. You know, you can go to the Universal Building, go here, talk to publishers. I just didn't know that shit was set up like that, and it was great. And they loved me, and like I was like, I'm gonna write a mixtape on the way home, back home. And I got all my like Mark Ronson started hitting me about my MySpace, Damon Allborn, my MySpace. You know, like legends, dude. Like, yeah. And like you know, how does that feel? It felt great, but also it felt bad because my uh, my immediate like the the Ed Banger New York crew I was talking about, what they called Normrex, with yeah. the exclusive producers. 
these were the reasons why I was bubbling because like it's like when like Morrissey and they were like teenagers and they joined the Smiths and then like three years later that's he's twenty nine and he's out the band but like you know that it's, it's like these stars bursted and like we were making cool shit man yeah like, take, shit like the weekend and Rocky like would make now or mm. something you know like they mm. even fuck with us so heavy I didn't even know no one fuck with me there was no channel for me to know yeah. Um, so they were kind of salty that I was only hanging out with black dudes now. And, like, these these guys are coming to my college shows also. So they would come to my shows, too. Like, this nigga started cutting off his eyebrows, wearing mascara. Like, just acting like a weirdo to scare everyone. I would start getting encrypted emails from him late at night, like, seven at a time. This kid had, like, seven naked blogs that if you click the link, it would go to another blog that you didn't know he had. That would go to another blog. Like, crazy, crazy <laughs> shit. I, I feel bad about putting it out there, but he's a genius. He's awesome. And... Um, <laughs> Just seems like a bad way to get web traffic. <laughs> he was just like trying to scare me, like don't sign to no one. Like we're gonna do this, and like you know I'm not gonna talk about my deal stuff with him. I signed without a lawyer being there, but you know I love that moment right now. I love that moment. You know I just my new song Revenge that's coming out. He actually A&R that eight years before. Mm-hmm. He sent me this song. He's like, yo, you should do something with this. And eight years later, I did something. It's coming out in two days. So like I'm not mad about the whole experience. It got way more trippy. I don't want to talk about it on camera. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, too yeah. crazy. But this is a tell-all. So. That's what happened, man. So, Todd Moskowitz. <laughs> Todd Moskowitz. All right, so Todd Moskowitz, 2011. I meet Todd. He's in a cast. He has a, a reputation of having like 17 models around him at all times. That's our Todd. Mm-hmm. Correct. He yeah. was very young, cute. I mean, he's still cute, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, damn, this kid's sick. And like, he's just like nonchalant about the meeting. Probably did his research on me, but everybody else was like, kind of on my dick, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel good, like, yeah, you guys want to talk about me? But Todd's just, like, chilling, laid back, has a uh, a pad. He's, like, writing different shit down, like, you know, but calm about his shit. I didn't know that he was on, on, in Jay-Z's backstage movie. Back, He was actually backstage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, he like, signed Gucci, man, like, responsible for all that shit. Yep, like, so, all of the South. Yeah, all of the South, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 he always knew, like, Todd is dope. He's like, yo, your shit's weird. Like, you know, Leo wants you to go to Europe. Like, I like it. Like, you know, the models is going to love it. You know, we, me and him together, we were trying to be partners in that. Like, love the first kid to be written in GQ, then in Pitchfork the next day. But Pitchfork be mad about that GQ got the story first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's breaking down these mediums of what, fa- like, it's okay to be fashionable and make music. Mm-hmm. You know, with, even if you have no money. You know, even if you have no money, you just, like, figure, so, you know, it's okay to, to be happy about your style. Like, I think, like... You know, with Rolling Stones, like the haircuts and the, the way the girls dressed, polka dots and their suits, and they changed style. Prince changed style. Jimi Hendrix, yeah, his shit changed style. Even if you couldn't dress like him, like you saw that shit, was like damn, that's aggressive. Like you see him walking on Seventh Avenue or some, the village, like shit. You know, so I, I wanted to have that impact too. Like I'm always thinking, like my show, my style, my music, like sh- oh shit, like everything has to be. Yeah, like let that. me ask you a question about the style. Do you feel when you see someone who dresses like you, are you like, that's cool? Or do yeah. you feel like, I'm, yeah, you're? I'm scared. Like I'm petrified. Like ah, like I could tell this dude's like inspired by me, and he did it the wrong way. I'm so, just don't be inspired by me, people. Uh, <laughs> my style, you know. I mean, it's good to be influenced by some, but don't be flattering about it and take it because it can go horribly wrong. You know. I went to an ASAP Rocky show uh, at <laughs> at Roseland Ballroom, mm-hmm. and it was a sea of people who were wearing. Um, this was for his second album, I think, and it was like everybody had was wearing the clothes from like his first album, and it was like mm. a very weird experience Ooh, where see, it's just like they're all wearing. That's what I'm scared of because I, I changed so fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you guys can't keep up. So by the time I'm like, in two years later, you guys are doing that. Like, 
you know, and then and then the hat thing started because I wanted I was starting to go to these galas and shit. And I, then now, now we're talking the wide brim. The wide brim happened because I'm like, you know what? I can't go to a gal in a snapback. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna take me serious. Or you know, I'm I'm a silhouette guy. You know, like I'm like the way I perform sideways. Like I know my skinny yeah. silhouette, and like mm-hmm. I'm doing silhouettey shows. Like Watch Vampire Week, Ezra, all these frontmen. Like I love their silhouettes. Like I gotta make make sure my silhouette is like fucking definable. Right. Um. So then that hat came into play because I went to the first time I got that hat was I was in Rio. I went to Brazil. And I, I always every time I'm in the city, I go to their thrift stores, local thrift stores. This is the first thing I Google when I get to the hotel. Like where's the thrift stores? I need to. I'm gonna forget shit in the future. I need to have a souvenir from this to at least remember where I was mm-hmm. when I'm like old, right? So, so I got, like I was in Daytona Beach, right? Exactly. Oh, I got or not? But I would get like t-shirt. a pin. You know, I get a pair. You know, anything. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I got a wide brim hat there. I put it on my video on flying overseas. Yep. That same hat and shit. That's the first time really. Future like, Pharrell wasn't wearing it then. You know, that's the first time. That people were like, wow, what is, what is this? You know, I just digged it. I felt like I was doing it with boat shoes and like APC jeans and a polo shirt. See, I got a little more money, mm-hmm. a Brazilian hat, and like I'm just like, like, I'm going to like these Jewish like thrift stores and getting like these like Illuminati rings or whatever they call it, like lodge rings, like, you know those like black rings with the A. So I'm like getting. Can't talk about that. No, here. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, can't talk about that. Nope. Here. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I'm Illuminati out. Sorry, niggas <laughs> um, think that's a real thing. I, it probably is, but like you know, it's an unknown, unknown. Um, aliens so, how to escape hell yeah yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah then, then i just that's how my style really got good because i went to every thrift store around the world because i was traveling like a motherfucker just for my mixtapes tal was helping me get the album together shout out to ryan wally tom and ryan wally signed me he, i was in a battle with him and leo i don't talk about the battle and stuff but yeah Todd was dope and i would always go to his house like i still do now mm-hmm. right and talk about our shit there like i'm you know i don't i'm since i know todd and then he became president so i had the leeway to be like yo todd what up yeah i'm coming to only todd's office like i don't fuck with nobody here because i'm the cool guy everybody's like oh still gonna come to my office he's so cool just drop a piece of coolness in here he's like nah my g i'm just gonna drop the cool in todd office. just straight to the corner yeah yeah um who who did uh todd introduce you to did he introduce you to spencer and heidi from the hills um chanel iman Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of other girls that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And he was always coming like seven girls to show my show. And I would like take my shirt off, like feel like Tupac. Like, <laughs> Ty, what up, man? I'm so sweaty, but these your model friends. <laughs> sick. Did you keep your hat on though? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta fine. keep the silhouette right. Hold yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Dev Hines playing guitar with me for two years. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Since flying overseas, we were just connected, you know. And he he also told me that his like his big breakthrough happened. He was on a cover of the fader. He's like, Man, I wanna thank you. This would be in my career, like, you know, as like, it's like almost like Mike and Prince in a sense. Yeah. But like, you know, he came from London, he was bullied. Mm-hmm. You know, came here, like, just like a real hipster looking motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm like sexy and black. So, like, you know, like, I kind of, he kind of like fed off of each other. I fed off of his musicianship, mm-hmm. his weirdness. He, you know, fed off of my sexy shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, the album comes out. It doesn't do, I'm sure, what you wanted it to do. Right. Right, right. But, um, I never put an album out before, so I didn't know what, what it was going to do, but people were hyping it up like it was going to do something. I mean, well, I like I, I stand alone. I stand alone. Like why? Great, I would try. great video, you know by it, the way. Well, you know what it did? It didn't chart or anything. You know, because the label. I'm still a wild card. I'm still brand new. Like right. my first kind. Like me and Kid Cudi were the only kids of that kind that like, could sing and rap. But like people still didn't know what I do. Like if you look at my Instagram now, you probably wouldn't know what I do. You know. Well, and, you do five things now, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, when did you first meet Cuddy? Did you meet him when he was working at the No, I used to see Cuddy store? walking down Broadway. Yeah. He had this studio on 485 Broadway, right next to Dwayne Reed, right by the house and meets Broadway. 
and I would see him go there every day with playing Pat sick jo- like yeah. Jordan threes, plaid shirts. He was a dick. <laughs> um, he used to hang out with Vashti a lot. I don't, yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah. know either of them. At the time, I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I would go to his shows and stuff. I literally watched him leave us. Like he was a part of the streets. Cause like D and Ricky's running around now. Yep. They don't even do music. Like oh, it's the first like characters. They don't do music and they just like doing Mark Jacob belts and fashion. Like it was, the kids are doing that right now. They had the uh, the hard the hard thing. Yeah, you know, motherfuckers still wearing that shit somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, Questlove does. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Me and Cuddy. Cuddy would look at me in the side of his eye because I'm hard to like not notice. You're a tall guy. But he would act like Silhouette. he would notice me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm like looking like an artist. I already put pretty much, uh, you know, got my artist shit point down. So I got my look down. Mm-hmm. Um, even got to the point where like that obscure guy who would, he would DJ clubs that since Cuddy had day and night with a track, he would perform it at all these weird obscure clubs. There was more clubs than just One Oak mm-hmm. and up and down. There was mad different clubs. Right. That I always pass by every day, but they're not open. Mm-hmm. Um. And he would go perform there. I'd probably give him, like, a, a check. And, you know, then he would go in the studio with Pat, you know. Um, so I, I, I would see him at a fucking open, I mean, a rehearsal. Like, he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to record. He's by himself. He's like, hey, Vash, let me call you back. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's liking my shit I heard. Like, you know, he's like, talk. I'm hearing him talk to the people. I'm like, damn, like, this kid's next. Like, he's going. I try to introduce myself, but he's like, I'm like, wait, he, like, says he likes his fans and stuff. But I'm like, I'm a fan and he doesn't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. So whatever, like, it's cool. And then I seen, like, Kanye take, as soon as that kid named Cuddy dropped, Kanye was there with the cool kids at the Rebel Space, and he's like, taking this kid to Hawaii. <laughs> Took him to Hawaii. Next time I saw Cuddy was South by Southwest, Fader Fort. Mm. And Kanye's like, this is the be- biggest artist, in- this is the best artist in the world right now. So was there any resentment towards him? Like, just because... No, I just knew that if he was going to so make quickly? it, I was going to make it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that for, like, to people, that was the only way to make it. Like, if Kanye came and got you, that's right. like, that's how people felt. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's ironic. But, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck it. He's gone now. Ironically, he stopped talking to Vashi like that. So me and Vashi became best friends. And she was, like, dubbing me. Like, this kid's into Morrissey's into this. He's next. And we have, like, dates. You know, like, friendly dates. Mm-hmm. She always worked at Def Jam. She introduced me to Diddy. You know, a bunch of people. Jay-Z. What know. was that like? It was good. Now I started going to... Because, uh, uh, was that at, like, Santos or something? Santos. Yeah. yeah. Santos, yeah. And I would do her birthday parties. And this is, like, you know, the complex star. I'm like, oh, he's a good performer, like... You know, if you want to go get a girlfriend, go to Theo's shows. Like, girls are there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that was my that was my fucking reputation. Yeah. You know, and that's not a bad reputation. And I'm getting money from brands, bro. I'm, I was loaded, bro. Like, mm. the Bushmill campaign. Yep. Like, campaign yeah. after campaign. And I was like, look, I'm going to pimp this. I don't want to do... I, I'm, I'm like a hoe here. Like, I'm a prostitute. You guys pay for my pussy for tonight. And then, like, tomorrow, like, there's nothing for me to hold on to. So, like, I'm going to start designing mm-hmm. for, like, all these brand partnerships. Kohan wants me to do a model ad because I'm black and sexy and skinny and anything can fit me. Right. That's what somebody told me. They kind of like broke my dreams. Like, yo, you're not like fly. You're just black, skinny. Like, you're just black Damn. and skinny. Sample size. Yeah, I'm sample size. I just trying to say, so I'm not doing any work here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like damn, she just shut my dreams down. But I was like, shit, she might be right. But anyway, so I started designing for Kohan. I did a Nike, Nike shoe, Spike Lee coming, most definitely his family coming. Mm-hmm. Started putting me in different conversations, you know, like. That's an early person in there. That's how that Kanye West started like becoming a fan. He started hearing my names and like, hype beats and this person, that person, and yeah, know, unexpected places, unexpected places. So when you finally do meet Kanye, you have a lot to talk about. Exactly. It's not just music. It's yeah, music. It's, it's fashion. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I was just watching it. I was there. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like giving. I'm an interactive artist. Like I interacted with everyone there to make sure they knew who I was to have a story to live tomorrow. Like to like be here right now. Can you talk about <clears throat> Virgil's um, uh, influence over 
the Kanye West that we know today? Like, what does he bring to the table? I don't want to speak on that. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> Can you talk about... Um, so you meet Kanye, you get to be part of that camp. There was talk of you guys working musically together first, though, right? So it materialized because I would always hang out with Virgil. So I would go to Paris, Virgil would be there. Virgil was always fascinated with like, the way my business was run. Like, I'm the only black kid here. You know, they got made fun of at Paris Fashion Week. I never got made fun of. They, you well, know, I mean, you didn't, You also probably didn't have a briefcase or, like, you didn't know. Didn't have a motherfucking briefcase. Didn't have vape on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that was, their, that was their shit. Right. Yeah. But, like, this did happen to me, though. My first fashion show, they only let me go because Kanye didn't come. And, like, we need a black a black guy to be in the front. Like, that's, like, a, a wow. rapper. I took it. I'm like, yeah. I'll come. They're going to dress me for free and let me keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, then I started just developing this thing. Like, all right, I'll come to your show. You dress me. I'll keep it. Just waiting for Kanye not to show up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then he finally shows up and he's like, fuck with me and shit. Um, so then, and then that. So he just kept seeing that. And then he started seeing like every models that he probably was doing or whatever, was with, mm-hmm. I would be at dinner with them mm-hmm. and shit. So like, I was like right behind his tail. Like he just felt it. Virgil loved me. Virgil started Pyrex. I would be at, at Colette with Virgil. Mm-hmm. Kanye would show up like, yo, what's up, Theo? They would never want me and him to hang out though. I, I would say that. Kanye seemed at the moment they would never want us to hang out. I don't know why. Who's they? I don't want to say any names, but they would never want to say, like, they could always be like, yo, come, I know where they were, they, they would never say where they were going, but I know how Kanye is not, I know him, but everybody goes back to Kanye, he needs that input, so like, there's like, thousand people there with him, but they always made it seem like, no, he's by himself, like, mm-hmm. he can't come, right? which is fine, whatever, they don't, you know, they're trying to guard their boss or whatever, but like, yo, we became best friends with me and him, so started hanging out together. Well, were they guarding their boss, or were they guarding their relationship to their boss? Yeah, that one. And when it came to, to you guys actually collaborating on music, was it going to be a two-way street? Or was it something where you were like, I'd like to we have never, this Yeah, we never were going to ca- collaborate on music. He just wanted me around for style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted me around to be like... Vibes. Yeah. I started like, put, like, like, dude, I want you to hear my music. But he was always like, yeah, your music's dope. But like, you still got a lot to figure out, which I knew I did. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, in, I'm in your house, bro. Like, hear Rio, right? He hears it. He's having a meeting while he's playing. Well, to be fair, he doesn't play hip hop in his home, so yeah, that, nice. you know he wasn't gonna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got on make. Yeah, I do make. Uh, anyway, so I played him that. He's like fascinated by it, but still, no. Like, what's jacking is that? It's sick. Oh, like you know, like blah blah blah. Like, what's going on next week? Um, so never. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this friendship. I learn a lot from it. I get back home. I get inspired. I, I inspire my friends about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you surprise him with any of your fashion choices? All the time. He would just be like, yo, that's sick, that's sick. Then I started to become his shrink in a way. This is weird to put this up. But he would always call me and like talk to me about personal things. You know, As a confidant, we were becoming friends. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure he would do with Virgil and all mm-hmm. these, Matthew Williams and all these guys. And I'm surprised, you know, like, did, did, they, did they cut his music, leaving good music? Like, I get a call from Yang. He's like, talk. Just need to just vent. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't talk about what we spoke about. Is it, wait, is it a lot of him talking and then, like, you'll be like, cool. And then, like, a lot of him talking... Like, are, is it is it like me on a conference call? I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at, like you know, I'm about like 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 selfie the video. Like, yeah. like I'll never put this stuff out. Just like no one would believe me. This talking about Givenchy, this weird shit. Like this, this what this the guy that I've heard about in the tabloids, and now like he's like talking to me. I like, got to that moment. Like I'm sure everybody's talked to him. People don't know. He just he talked to anyone. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people have been in that position to talk to him, like influence him. Right. Like, are you going to? Right. You know, are you gonna be a yes man? Like I, I like how Travis does it. Like. Travis is adding like, cut those drums suck, you know. Like, Change that shit. He's like jumping off tables and kind of like, oh, I love this. Yeah. You know, me, I'm super guarded. Like, bro, you're a fucking genius. You don't need my opinion. Like, he's like, play me black skinhead for the first time. He's like, what do you think about it? I'm like, uh, I heard you say Alexander Wang name once, and I heard you say like nigger once. Like, you know, I, I don't, I can't. It's too, bro. You're a genius. Like, you know, like I think you are. And like, 
I didn't know like how he was. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just I just met him. Anytime I'm I'm really polite when I meet people, just so I can read them. Yeah. Then I can like be comfortable. Well, did you like did you like what Yeezus ultimately became more than where it was originally before he went to Rick Rubin? Um, Two different types of albums. No, no, Rick right? Rubin helped that album out. Yeah. I've seen some writing happen. I've seen Bound 2 happen. So how does All Day come about? The way he wanted to like write the record with me was super weird. I met him, but I'm, I'm at the top of my game in Paris. I'm designer for Service to Air. You know, he's at the top of his game. We meet up at a party. We get crazy drunk. Go back to his house. and like. What were you drinking? Uh, he likes Belvedere. Mm-hmm. And you? I just drank Belvedere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me get whiskey, man. Um, and, Shouts uh, to Bushmills. I'm like, wow, I'm finally here. I would like Virgil would introduce me to invite me to go to Washington Throne Studio at the Mercer. Then like, you got like, wait till Don C and Kanye leaves, then you can come in and drink with me like the leftover liquor. I'm like happy to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now I'm actually here with him. Like no, he telling me what time to come from a whatever number. Like I'm like this shit is crazy. Like it's cool. I'm into it. Then he's like, you know what? I'll meet me every week here. Meet me in you know in London. Meet me here. And it, it, like like I'm the Karate Kid. Like he's like, all right, scrape the floor. Like that that kind of shit. And just like that's how I made the whole album vibes, and I couldn't talk about it really because I didn't want to talk about anything because I had a lot of money. Like I'm like at the top of my game. Like well, I'm I'm not gonna talk down on my peers. Mm-hmm. So it was like it's like a Bruce Willis life. I mean like a uh, uh, Brad Pitt life. Mm-hmm. Just don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like oh Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah. No no no. This is real life. <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't on social media talking about oh I just cop the watch and shit. Like you know right. I don't mean that to him. I'm happy I can you know. I want to do some nice things with people. So I wasn't like that type of guy. Like they flex now. Like that's the thing. Specifically all day though. Yeah. Sorry about that. No problem. Saying. I just want to get y'all the story because I yeah. my, my homie to be so screwed. All good. So that all day happened because um, Kanye calls me and said, "Yo, I need you to go pick up my LeBrons. I'm working on what was I'm working. On, he's working on Saint Pablo, uh, the Pablo record. Right. Mm-hmm. This is 2013. Mm-hmm. I just finished the Vibes record." Yeah, finish the vibe. Yep. No, no. The vibes record was gonna come out that year, 2014. So yeah, Kanye called me 2014, like August. And he's like, "Come to Mexico. I'm staying at you know." J- J- oh yeah. The, the, the fucking girls go wild, dude. House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over. You know, it, it's weird. Like his Kanye to the blog is like, "Who's there?" Like you know, who's like, "Who's there?" Like, I mean, Ty Dolla Sign went down. There, we talked to him about that. Um, uh, a, a bunch of people though. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I got there. Um, I was like, I had. It, I mean, I didn't come there to write. I came in to play basketball with him. You know, I'm like a friend. Yeah. Because um, I don't know how to write for anyone, so we, I'm playing. And also, you had that you had that one year of high school ball under your belt, so you're, <laughs> yeah. you're nice out there on the court. Little, yeah, I got exactly. you. They, they don't know that you were benched. Right. <laughs> yeah, they know I was benched, fam. You know what would be awesome, by the way? If you really did play ball with that wide-brimmed hat on. Like, yeah. that'd be, that'd be kind of dope. <laughs> would have fit in a mad gold chains. So, mm. like, oh, good. that's dope. So, yeah. And actually, Kanye always wanted to, like, you know, like, it's like I never was on Kanye's team. Like me and Virgil and like little Uzi's vert producer and like Kanye and like you know somebody just so we can like you who's, know yeah. who's surprisingly good at basketball. This sounds really gay, but I guess Kanye is because like I don't know. It's more so like it's like you know like first of all we're looking out for his well being. We're not trying to stick him too hard. Like <laughs> no, right. yeah. Well, that's, so that's, like, a, that's he a, just a, gets like pa- passes and like does these weird that's layups. And that's shit. the same thing as like those who played basketball with Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah. yeah, it's just like no. It's like, he's, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he can't nice. foul him. He looks yeah. nice, right? <laughs> yeah. But now give him the ball. Yeah. Does, does, Kanye, him does Kanye always like break right? And you're like, oh, like, yeah. He got these weak moves. We made sure because like you know we wanted to work out and sweat in Mexico and then go right. Yeah. So yeah, we trying to like he wants to play seven games like. We had to play like a you know like an NBA like playoff game. Yeah, and like you know, and then we were listening to his album at the time too. 
which had like stuff like all day nigga and like French Montana. That was like the first song he was writing. French Montana gave that to him. Yeah. And then he's like, French Montana gave all, all day, day to him. him. All day to him, like, because it was a French Montana beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, French Montana was like, oh, all right. day to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a phrase guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kanye's like, I, I need to come with this. is a phrase, like, time we're living in. I need to come with a phrase. So he's working on that song. And then, like, you know, he's like challenging me. Like, yo, you always have these talks at breakfast. He's like, I want to design the first Yeezy. I want to do this. This is the album cover of the. You know, he's crazy. Like, how do you have the album cover, like, three years before the album comes out? Right. You know, if it actually wasn't the album cover, but it's like two girls sitting on a motorbike naked. Yeah. Like, just the album cover. I want them to wear Yeezys, though. And like, we're just out at breakfast. I'm like, dope, dude. Like, we're. Yeah. Is it hard to keep somebody who is so unfocused focused? Um. I mean, the answer is yes. But, um, yeah, he, 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 then, then he would force me to write waves, um, which I did write, but I didn't get credited. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to talk about that. And then. He was into samples, but Plain Pat finds the samples, and Kanye's like, you know what? I don't want, I don't want, I don't want any samples on this song. So Theo, can you resend the Jamaican part? And it was just simply this like sample, like so. Want to play a bouncer on the world? Yeah, 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 yeah. Want to bring the girl? Want to groove? You want to move? So I was just doing stabs of that. I did like twenty takes for, for uh, what's his name? So that's like music production. Yeah, yeah. But I think. Because the way vibes went and everything, he's like, I want to give Theo a look. And some like other weirdo that Pat was working with. Um, and he's like, I want to give that kid a look, too. So, right. like, I woke up one morning in L.A., you know, and I, I just see, like, mad Google alerts. I'm like, the fuck? It's like Kanye West featuring Theophilus London and, like, Island Kingdom. Yeah. I'm just like, what? I didn't know about this. Like, I'm, I'm, I didn't do as much as Mike Dean did. Why am I featured? I'm, I'm singing, like, you know, so I was, like, I was at a Radio Shack show, so I was hype. But then I was like, like everybody's like, what did Theo do? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where is he? At the time, um, I think a lot of people were more excited about the um, the performance, the live performance that was done at the Brits, right? Yeah. Than they were with the actual song that ended up yeah recorded the, in the, the CD quality. Yeah, yeah, the CD. Yeah, I, mean, you... I, I love that. Uh, we talked about that all the time. How the CD quality wasn't as good as actually like the first take. It's like we told Kanye like, look, like Meek Mill when he's like rapping, like you know, I, I feel like you know, you know, like his baby doesn't have government cheese and like, you know, he doesn't know the hot water's coming tomorrow. Like he's rapping like that. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you gotta really go on. This is like you know, a song like that, you gotta really go hard. You know, mm-hmm. he's used to like these like raps where the songs are so the, the production is so good. You can like you can like construct a rap on top of it with a melody, but this shit is like you gotta go. It's like this is like Raekwon. Like you gotta. This is a performance. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the performance was off, but everything else was right. We got Steve McQueen to shot to shoot the video. Like he he took me off my own vibes tour, and I flew to London. I stopped my own tour, flew to London to actually help him create and direct that Brit Award performance. Crazy. When so, I got there, it was a, it was a hundred kids in dreads and all black. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kanye yeah, yeah. was like performing with them, but they were dancing and crumping like Chris yeah. Brown would. And I was like, this isn't a good look. Like, we're going to go on TV in like four hours. Kanye's not satisfied. He actually came to me. He's like, look, I'm sorry I flew all the way out here. I'm going to do only one. And then he showed me on his phone. Like, he had been doing it last night at some other, like, London show. I'm like, <laughs> like, bro, how can we make this work, bro? I'm talking about TV moment. Was he was he gonna perform only one with the fucking yeah, like oh with like a hundred people behind him? Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, he's yeah. Like, that dude, like Kanye has a hundred people come to the Brit Awards. He's like, cancel it. Just pay them, tell them to go home. We're doing only one. Wow. Right? So we just like oh, like all day is big, bro. Like, all right. I'm like, I, I told him the speech. Like, look, man, whatever you want, dude. Like, I'm here for you. You know, you got my support, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. I flew over out here. We can't do all day, but 
dude, like it's whatever. It's whatever I'm like, I'm like your creative director here. Like it's whatever works for you, bro. I'm mm. trying to be that role. And then he's like, I'm like, well, what, what, what ways can we make it better? Like, what you don't you like? He's like, I was like the square. I'm like, oh, you know, let's get another square or something. <laughs> he gets like, he's like, yo, y'all got flamethrowers? They have flamethrowers. He gets a flamethrower. We try to flamethrower. It works. And then. <laughs> We go backstage. Where did you get a flamethrower from? Backstage. I think, like, I don't know, Madonna had a flame that she wasn't using anymore. He's like, can we use that? Like, he just, this guy's crazy. Shout out to Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> um, Madonna doesn't get enough credit for Kanye West's career. Correct. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, boom. So, we go backstage. We're hanging out. And, like, we're going to do the show. Me, me and Kanye, we, we walk to Nando's mm-hmm. in the mall. Like, a thousand people chasing him. Just me, him, and his bodyguard. You know, he's, like, acting like Kanye and shit or whatever. Um... We get back to the backstage room. It's time to, like, Kim comes. Like, it's time to like, dress her up. So me and Virgil, everybody's getting dressed up. Like, you know, you got to get dressed up when you're with him. Like, he has a fucking six stylist, Renee, and she dresses everybody. Um, so we're getting dressed up. But me and Virgil, like, like clown, we're just dumbing out to, like, new grime shit. Like, mm. it's that new fucking, it's that new Stormzy. It's that new Skepta. Oh, right. like, oh, I like gigs. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Kanye's, like, always wants to know what we're talking about. Like, what you guys talking about over there? It sounds good. And you're, like, nothing. And they're, like, Skepta. <laughs> yeah, mind your business. <laughs> he's, like, what's a Skepta? And, like, we go in on it, the whole yeah, culture. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, like, yo, can you, can, he's, like, this is his favorite thing. And I just brought it up. He's, like, can you tell Skepta to come right now with 30 goons? And I was, like, all right, let me see. So I said, Skepta, I'm with Kanye. I don't know if you're going to believe this, but we're at the Brit Awards. <laughs> he wants you to come right now with 30 goons. And if you have a flamethrower, that'd be great, too. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Madonna's only good for one. <laughs> You're skeptical about everything. He writes back like, <clears throat> I'm with Grace and four goons. And You're like, not enough. I was yeah. like, yeah, not enough. Right. Get 11 more. Can yeah. you guys wear all black? Then he gets offended. He's like, nigga, I wear all black every day. This is my lifestyle. I'm like, whoa, bro. You're I'm like, just a messenger, bro. Yeah, you should wear it all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, Skepta them pull up with like 20 grime cats, which is like Stormzy, Jammer. Uh, novelist he pulls up with the whole calls the whole grime scene yeah, he yeah. did his job yo boy better know yeah pulled up they they blended in the black the background dancer with the dreads crumping was in the back I told I told him I was like no crumping <laughs> Ye was like Theo can you t-? and he liked the word vibes at the time he's like Theo can you teach them the vibes please yeah. I was like I was like alright I'm gonna come a dance instructor I was like alright guys just <laughs> stay low everybody stay low like this and like, I'm teaching them how to dance before we get in there yeah so it's really, I wish it was all on the table. It was actually fun for like my career for doing this. Um, That's dope. And then we do it. Uh, How hot know, was it up there? It was hot. <laughs> I was nervous too. Yeah. Because yeah. like all that shit happened. Like, damn, you mean to tell me like, like you know, a minute later the whole performance changed before we get on stage. Like, you know, you know, they didn't mention my name, which I didn't like that. If mm. I'm featured on a song, you know, and then mm. and it's another time I did that for him too at the Billboard Awards. Where we performed in dust and like and he had to say sorry to me again. He's like, I'm sorry, you didn't get to shine again, but like, you know, there were like a bunch of pyrotechnics on stage, like you know, like well, my, whatever Burr Michael Jackson hand the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't even see us. Oh, yeah, like, we were. We, we, yeah, we were there. We were down there. Yeah, in we Vegas like, for that. Yo, yeah. and it's like looking cool with like this Hermes hat, leather pants, and like no one could see me. I'm like yo, y'all saw yo, that on TV? No, like literally, and nobody could like, see. No, yeah, we yeah. didn't see. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, like done with this <laughs> no. um yeah wait um so you guys when you're around kanye you said that his stylist styles everybody right yeah for like whatever the video it's a magazine shoot mm-hmm. they bring all his clothes from home but are you ever like i want to wear what i'm wearing yeah see me is different because he looks up to me as a star icon kanye so i mm-hmm. get to do that but like for me he'd be like yeah no yeah for <laughs> yeah. you yeah like nah <laughs> check his measurements yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you were in paris uh, not too long ago. I don't know how often you go to Paris. Mm-hmm. 
how often Paris Theo often often yeah but um at some point you were in Paris but you had to you had to let people know uh, exactly where um their influence comes from is that right uh yeah I understand what you mean um yeah so I went to Paris I don't I don't want to know I don't want to say that I'm cool I'm good with like if you don't know you don't know if you want to ask me I'm here at this bar you can ask me maybe I might tell you maybe I might not but it's cool I'm not. I'm not that person to post mad nostalgic photos for Throwback Thursday. But yeah, that's when I was in a fucking like, hanging out with a cobra, you know, shit like that. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm all about tomorrow. Like six months from Who's now. Who's the cobra? I just made that up. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like an '80s like movie villain. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So yeah, I was supporting my friend from Harlem. He had a a, a big a big uh, brand party out there. It was sponsorship with Colette. I would always go there. You know. We're culture kids. Like we, we 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 made of our own culture. Like we're relevant in our own generation. Like that's a big deal. Like DMX didn't even know how relevant he was until like Twitter probably came out or some. I don't you know. I don't know. Who knows? I gave all these kids like the love and support of all these years, and now you know I've introduced them to Kanye, and you know like now Kanye wants to work with them. You know because I'm out of the loop. You you know these guys are next. Fuck with them. Right. They took the power, got too crazy about it. It's not only with the Kanye thing; it's about just anything, like the whole uh, hype beast. Everyone wants to work with them, these mm. kids, you know, not because of me, but because I, I saw the in them first, right? You know, and then Virgil sees it, and Kanye sees it, like two years later, like whatever, it's cool. Um, and then one one of them decided to like the fact that oh Theo, I don't like that Theo. I feel uncomfortable about that. He shouldn't be here. I know he wanted to rest for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Why is he here? That's what Ian said. Uh, who's that? Anyway, so he. You know, he, you know, that's how he felt. He didn't want me to be in the room. Um, and he was uncomfortable with me being in the room. And I was, like, super uncomfortable because I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to be back. You know, like, they, people love me. You, you forgot. I've been at Colette seven times with my own line. Mm-hmm. You know, so I exchanged some words with the kid. Like, yo, my G, you know, like, you changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know who I am anymore. Like, you got your new dad here now. You know, like you got your little gold chain and your Rolex and shit. Cool, you know. But like, that's fuck. You just know. I just know. I knew your eyes. You know. I know you. I know your eyes, bro. So you know, he wasn't comfortable about that. Me saying all this stuff. He came in my face, trying to make it like a hot. You know, like oh yeah, like what? Like you, bro? Like wow. Like I never even thought about this would happen, but it's funny. And you know, I, I was looking, looking at Virgil's off white thing, and like the kid comes behind Virgil and just hits me in the face. Oh, it hit me right, right here. And it's like a bunch. I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. Right. This has never happened anywhere. I'm just shocked. Like, not even in the backyards in the Poconos. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Shocked, bro. This is not breaking all the rules. Like you, gotta, you just wanted to square up. See, I was so shocked. I, I couldn't square up. I'm happy I didn't square up on camera, but I couldn't square up because like you know I was blocked by artist. Um, and it, you know my my young my little brother took care of it for me. Like another mm-hmm. kid that they were together too. Like you know we all know each other. They took care of it. And like his brand is about that's like that's great for his brand. It was like a great moment for his brand. Like we're like on Charlemagne the God talking about us the next day, and like you know, everybody saw that from like Zimbabwe to like Queens. You know what I'm saying? Um, Zimbabwe's in Africa. I know you yeah, guys. Yeah, know. Yeah, I just yeah, wanted yeah. them to know. Right. <laughs> Zimbabwe's not in Brooklyn. That's like Zimbabwe to Queens. No, but Zimbabwe, Queens, though, New York, yeah, pretty lit in yeah. Brooklyn. They all saw that moment. Um, you know, from all the celebrities, from like Drake to Beyonce, whatever. And it's super negative, you know. But I, I was like, you know, what? I have to take control of this moment, right? As right now, I didn't get to punch on camera, which is I'm not that guy. So like, let I mean, me. He's def- also so short. Yeah. So like, you know, I could like- destroy him. I mean, I wanted to. I'm like pacing back. I'm like Scarface now. Like, 
okay. Like, you know, yeah. like, so I'm like calling everybody from the culture. I'm walking back and forth from my room. Yeah. You know, I'm pop stars are texting me like, thank you so much. Like, we've been waiting for this moment. You know, before this moment happened, I'm still in the store now. I'm downstairs with the owner of Colette. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. Helping my face. I didn't have any facial problems, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, you okay? Let me get your water. You look shaken up. My phone's dead. Because mm-hmm. I don't like care about phones. I'm like, let me charge this shit. She gives me a charger. I'm like, I need to go online now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, find this kid. So I go online and I just say online, like, you know, whatever. It's there. I got to say it. And no one knows about this. And I get a DM from him. He's like, you know, like, can you take that down? Like, you, you guys jumped me already. Like, you guys had your time take that down like we don't have to do this on the internet like that's lame like mm-hmm. i don't go i don't got no rules with you guys like nigga this gonna be on the internet bro and i'm gonna find you when i see you, you better have security like you know i'm this ang- i'm angry right now that's how i feel right now right you know and i started like going through my no- i started like I, don't, I started like noting up like all the things i knew about homeboy and shit mm-hmm. like that um i don't know i don't i knew about this this stuff that was pending all these things that was pending that's i don't know what's going on with it now yeah i knew about that but like you know you gotta take that with a grain of salt because like you know that happens to basketball players you know i'm i'm not on the, i'm not on choosing any sides i feel bad for anybody that was hurt or anything but there's nothing that, you know accusations happen all the time somebody could say i farted on the train you know what i'm saying so you were you were just judging him based off of your guys relationship and whatever issues you felt yeah and and you know I, I i know that like you know his girl he likes to hang out with girls a lot and stuff and you know i never mixed up with him because i wasn't even in the game for two two and a half years i was like fuck you guys and they were just like doing their thing so like i know that it was like they like to fly girls out and like hang out with girls and like do all this kind of crazy shit like everybody likes to do that shit but like you don't do it in a way where like, you know you're i'm charming about it right you know i flew out girls that like, you know from europe and stuff that i, that I was pen pals with and then, you know, like if it worked out or not, like all right, you're crazy, like no, or like yeah, you're cool, like see you soon, you know, whatever, like you know, that you had money, you can do things like that, you know, it's the internet too, DMing and stuff like that. So that was the only reason why I went on Twitter and I was like, you know, I called him that, and you know, and, and, you know, I, I just knew that he didn't want to make it a big thing. He wanted to wait till the punch video came out mm-hmm. first, and then he would talk like, listen, I ended this guy's career, I punched him in his face. Here it goes. This is the context. And I was like, I'm gonna let you guys know the real context. He sucker punched me. You guys will see the video. Right. I'm going to fuck him up when I see him. Like, I'm sorry whoever he's hurt it. I'm going to fucking end this kid for right. you guys. And that's what my, I said on that vendetta for like four months. Like, not this last four months, but the four months when that happened. Right. It's like subbing, mm-hmm. you know, wild shit. Like, you know, I know his mama. Mama, you know, I ain't you- going to go too crazy right now because I'm happy. I, you know, I already got a call from everyone involved. Like, everybody said sorry already. You know, there was even talks about peace treaties and like music videos and a lot of weird like documentaries. Like I don't, I don't have anything to do with it because like I write music for a living, mm-hmm. change people's lives, I inspire people. Right. But you know that was the moment when people had to see me like unfold. Like I'm being tested and challenged right now. How I'm gonna do that? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people call me like a hero. For me. I don't want to be like a hero. I didn't save anybody's life. So don't call me a hero, but like you know, somebody was like being a dick and I asked where they got checked. What's right? That happens every day. You know, I try to check myself if I'm gonna be like that. You know, so shout out to that story. And I just want to leave it alone. I do want to put out a positive message. Maybe somebody, I'm gonna put out like a like a like a like a fucking like a PSA on my album about it, just to tell kids that you know violence isn't cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you read those tweets, but you know, I don't gonna right. say shit like that. But I might do that. I like that. That's needed. Like, you know, like an infomercial on the end of the CD. Like violence isn't cool, kids. You know, like with well, like a strings in the back, but serious. 
you know, like domestic abuse isn't cool. Like make it about all that stuff and just, you know, it's also not cool. Like trying to kill this kid either. Like I know he's in jail right now, you know, in a mental jail because mm-hmm. no one in the industry wants to work. Right. Um, and blah, 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 blah. Like I got to get out of jail free card, you know, some monopoly shit right now. If I wanted to, I could have, I can't, you know, but I don't feel like nobody has my back there. So I, I don't think I'm going to do anything about helping anyone. Um, I mean, that's a first of all, it's a lot. <laughs> um, Sorry, no, 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 no. Like it was just like, um, uh, okay. So with that whole situation, you guys obviously have not seen each other since, have you? I've seen him since. Yeah, I'm not scared to talk about because I'm, I'm his OG. No, no, but I mean, so but like, 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 I don't want to talk about this because, like, you know, this isn't. But it's like a podcast. Like people listen to this. Is what this shit is about, right? No, yeah. I don't. Like the press can't really write my story, but I don't talk. I haven't talked like that. So no, of course. So what's but, your question? So my I, question I, I'm is, I'm about like, to say no more questions about this. But go ahead, I, I'll finish some <laughs> up. But like, okay, so you guys have seen each other since. What is the? Obviously, you hold some sort of anger, or or there's there's some yeah. like weird. Him, yeah, I've seen him since he pulled up on me with some like some like like some young gangster kids you mm-hmm. know, from his like generation. And uh, they tried to intimidate me. I was coming out around like a, a store in Hollywood, like a Melrose. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like fucking, I'm about to like rent a castle to like start writing my new album. Uh, I had to go get the keys. Uh, you know, nice bends outside. Like, I just like spent like a lot of money like on some clothes just for the week to record in the studio. And like he pulls up and like, oh, this is a perfect. I even got, like I just started a new company. The, the whole company's with me. Mm-hmm. They're all nerds. Mm-hmm. He pulls up. It's like, yeah, let's, let's, I'm happy to see you. Let's go around the corner. Like, let's do this. Like, please, somebody get a camera out for Vine or Snapchat, and, like, we're going to fight around the corner. And, like, you know, I, was, I, you know, I think they had some weapons on them or something like that. Some, like, bung, bung, He was bombs. trying to make it, like, a thing. Trying to make it a thing. Like, yo, like you've, a been, moment. you've been, like, embarrassing me online. Right. I've been trying to embarrass you. You know, um, like, we got to we gotta finish this for the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no. I actually, I don't want to fight anymore. I thought about it. I spoke to people. I spoke to God. I spoke to your OGs. Like, who's my OG? It's like, chill out. I spoke to Buddha, and no one wants me to do this. No one wants me to fight you, bro. I don't want to fight you either. Like, but like, I'm down. Like, somebody punches me, you know, I'm gonna throw somebody through a window. Right. You know. He was cool with that answer. You just. He was not cool with that answer. No, he was like, no, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. I need. I need to do this. Like. No, like we gotta. I'm just like, bro, it's not gonna happen. I'm gonna be the bigger bro here. I'm gonna be the smarter one. Mm -hmm. No. I don't have any problems with you yet again. And his man's like, I'll fight you for him. Like, well, I don't even know you either. Right. Shut the fuck up. That's probably the bigger win for you, by the way, to not give him what he wants. Yeah. In the end. He heard he was hurt about that. Plus I had like diamonds. I didn't I didn't you know, I'm like funny. You don't want to fuck that up. Yeah. yeah. I'm funny. No, I didn't know how to fuck it up. I had it on because it's like, all right, yeah, I know I took off all my jewelry and no brand, no Rolexes, going back to regular life. It's like, you know what, let me just like floss a little bit. This kid because, like gave him a little lane, they flossing on me. So I, just, I went and bought some diamonds and like chains and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and so like he's just like shocked, like just diamonds dancing and like, like whoa, this is like my big brother again in front of me, you know, like he just looked stupid, he couldn't even look me in the eye really, he just felt like embarrassment. I walked away from that moment, and then all the people that look up to him are just like seeing how he's hand- they look up to me too, they right. know the story, right? So like to them it's like whoa, like there's like a movie playing out, like you know, father son. I'm not a, that's not my I'm not a son of that nigga. Um, well, all right. Well, let's talk about this new song that you're putting yeah. out. It's called, um, I'm putting out a, a new album or playlist or project, whatever it may have you, to promote. Anyway, I, whatever. Here's my story. Now, I'm putting out a new album called NY Theo's Revenge. Um, it features like Tame Impala, 
like Skepta on the production, Tampa on the production, Ariel Pink, this dope girl named Leaf. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Who else is on there? Kanye's on there. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. It's gonna be. It's I like how I like how you were yeah, like. like oh, uh, who uh, else? Um, who else is uh, on there? No, that's how right, I feel though. Right. Um. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, a new song drops this Monday or Tuesday, I believe, before Thanksgiving starts. The whole Thursday atmosphere. Um. What's the difference between this album and your last musical projects? Um. I feel more. I feel energized. I feel alive. It's, you know, this funny NY Theo, LA Theo thing. Like people take that shit so serious. We and, take it very seriously in this house, right? right? So yeah, this new album is tight, and uh, I produced a lot of it. I didn't know I was a producer all these years. I would have people still take the credit for all my big song checks. Like, you know, I did fifty percent of the beat. Theo did the writing, but I helped him with the hook, so I get seventy five. He gets twenty five. Right. I'm like, Laura, just put it out. I don't care what percentage is it. Nigga, this is my music. But, like, yeah. I'm, the checks are not saying that. So, shout out to fucking Frank Ocean. I just read his New York Times cover. And, like, shout yeah. out to John Caramanica. Yeah, yeah he that's a great that interview. Story. Yeah. 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 Amazing. And, like, Frank, just, I hope every artist reads that. I put it on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Read it, man. That's all I got to say. I don't want to explain it. It's just really good. All right. So, so this album sounds good in, in headphones, right? Yes. Sounds good in um, your home speakers, I hope. Yep. And I really hope that it sounds good. In that geo. Yeah, that geo. But look, now y'all know the motherfucking story. That's why, so this is the whole NY Theo shit is about. All these trials and tribulations of the last, like, from like when I started to right now. Now I feel like my career start, starts. Yeah. Because I was in fear the whole time. You guys got all those, like, fucking errors and stories of me that no one knows. So I'm just happy I got to, like, say it on y'all show. No, of course. We appreciate you coming through. Yeah. Yo, thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Waste Time with It For Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about this here thing of ours, like the Mafia says, where can they go? You can always go to soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. You can also go to iTunes. Search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We are also on Twitter, It's The Real. Instagram, it's the real. Facebook, it's the real. Also, Jeff Rosenthal and Eric Rosenthal, if you're really looking to delve into our middle school photos, <laughs> you can also go to Snapchat. It's it's the real and it's the real Eric because it's the real was taken. Whoever took it's the real, we are going to come and take your thumbs, like the mafia, just like the mafia. Jeff, this podcast doesn't grow if we don't tell more people to listen to it, and it's our job. So, do your job, Jeff. Tell a friend about this podcast I would like to tell Dynamics up in Toronto shout out to Dynamics so Dynamics is on Twitter he's a uh, big shoe head yeah. sneaker fiend big uh definitely in the know when it comes to all the rap uh you know all from the six rumors yes and uh the goings on behind the scenes so somebody hit me up and they were like hey you know who you should get in the podcast dynamic what and he goes he goes i know that like you know maybe whatever but it's it's worth the email and i go he's my friend <laughs> like hey can you reach out to this guy i think it'd be great and i'm just like i you know a, an email is very possible about anything <laughs> shout out to dynamics and hey maybe maybe we'll on the podcast. who knows yeah i would like to shout out two people this week jeff one jordan Wolaski, whose birthday it is today, today. Shout out to Jordan, um, who just had an amazing weekend. He brought his artist, Sean Mendez, onto SNL, and he killed it. Sean Mendez. Now, I just, honestly, I just wish... The one thing that I sort of regret about this whole situation is that Jordan didn't get to say... 
live from New York at Saturday night. Oh, yeah. So, really, the weekend was a bust from, from that regard. But in any event, you know, I'll get happy over birthday, it. Jordan. Happy birthday. Uh, also, I would like to shout out our good friend Shinsuke, who uh, did not have a birthday this weekend, but I'm glad he's feeling better. <laughs> eye injury that he woke up with the other day. Yeah, can somebody show me a video of this? Uh, Estelle might be able to show you a video of it. I mean, she didn't send it to me. Oh, well, I don't know, Jeff. You know how Snapchat works. <laughs> Go to It's It's The Real and <laughs> It's The Real Eric for all of Shinsuke's eye injury videos. Jeff, next week on the podcast, we have not one, Uh-oh. not two, Uh-oh. seven people on the podcast. Including us. Including us. So, you know, five other people. It is our year-end wrap-up music episode. Yeah, we're talking about the best music that was released this year, mostly rap. It doesn't include anything that has come out since Thanksgiving because calendars work in funny ways. And right, the, Grammys, just, the Grammys doesn't like just let everything go until you know the last day of the year. Time is a man-made concept, and why we should allow New Year's to just start just, you know, when everybody else says it is. Man. Jeff? I'm just here blowing minds. Yeah, can you, can you jump on Tumblr and write a long post about this? I'm going to say, hey, you want to know what? Some of the best re- releases were before December 3rd. Anyway, who wants to look forward to that, Jeff? We'll see you next week. Bye. Uh,